Johnson pulls the trigger. Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilot. I have Matt O'Leary. Matt, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty good, and uh, I'm excited that I don't have to like do one of my other million jobs. So I am here for the full show. And I saw a green bean yesterday. We were doing mock drafts, so just a great time right now. Oh, I love it. I jumped into like the stream before it happened. I was like, oh, rats, I got to go play Halo. I can't like sit and watch this <laughs> right now. But I had it on. My, I had it on when I went down to uh, down to the hardware store today. But guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll have Green Bean with us in about 15 minutes or so. And then I think Ali might try to jump in for the back end of this. He had something pop up, so he may not be here. Uh, but guys, as you come in, make sure you hit that like button. Greatly appreciated. For every 25 likes we get, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway. Uh, and if you're watching this after the fact, make sure you leave a comment on the video because you could get entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway as well. And if you don't feel like killing all your cell phone battery and you would like to listen to us, this show is available on pad podcast form, wherever you get your podcasts. So just look up Jets Talk or Talking Jets. It should should pop up there. Matt, uh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about the Senior Bowl? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, everything that I thought was going to happen kind of did. Like Trey McBride, stock up. Pretty much all the tight ends stock went up. Um, I don't really know if anyone necessarily had like a stock plummet. like. None of the quarterbacks really looked that great, but I think we kind of all expected that. So mm -hmm. I don't really think there were all that too many surprises. I guess the one negative thing, like if you were on the oh, draft Jermaine Johnson with pick 35 or 38, that is not happening because he's probably going to be a top 15. I would pick, take maybe uh, we could get into this. I have no problem taking him at 10, depending okay. on how things fall. Right. Um, we got tagged. I don't know if you saw this. I think you, me and Greenbean got tagged in a Twitter post from uh so bangle one of the the popular football youtubers here on facebook or facebook here on youtube duh <laughs> he uh he put out a a mock draft and he had the number one overall was a Quanu. number two okay. was malik willis going to detroit and i'll be honest i could see a quarterback sneaking into the top 10 if you think he could go at six or nine or 11 why not two I, I just, I don't think there is going to be one in, I, sorry. No, I was trying to think where Washington picks. It's 11. I was Washington has 11. 10, yeah. We have pick. we have picked 10. So yeah, I'm going to stick to my guns. I don't think there is going to be one in the top 10. Ooh. Well, anyway, so he had, so he basically had, um, Equanu at one Malik Willis at two Evan Neal at three. So we had our choice of Thibodeau or Hutchinson. And then at 10, based on how the board fell, he had us getting Stingley jr. Uh, which I, I don't particularly love, but I could live with it at 10, I guess. Yeah, I would have liked to see who else was on the board. I would have taken at sauce point. at that if you're if you're gonna take a you know a corner at that point. Yeah, I, I've heard that uh the NFL doesn't really look at Stingley as the number one corner in this class right now. I feel like a sauce's stock is way up. Mm -hmm. And who's the other one? Trent McDuffie, Booth. I feel like McDuffie and Booth are both uh pretty I, high. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't that's another one. People were mocking Derek Stingley to the Jets at four for like months, but I don't think he goes in the top 10. I think no. Minnesota at, what are they, 12 or 14? Yep. I feel like that's a good spot for him. Yeah, I, 
I've seen him mocked at eight a little bit to Atlanta. I don't know their cornerback situation, so I'm not really like not great. too thrilled with it. But what's, what was interesting to me was he was talking about Kyle Hamilton and how he's like this unicorn type prospect. And Atlanta wound up taking him at pick number eight just one year after taking generational prospect Kyle Pitts. So Atlanta's just loading up on guys at non-premium positions in the top 10, and they're just going to have a loaded roster of like stars. Yeah, I mean, who knows if that translates into wins, but it, it'll be mm-hmm. fun to have some pro bowlers. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be exciting to kind of see what comes up uh, from the senior bowl and, and, you know, everything all around. I would say like you, if you were hoping to get Jermaine Johnson at 35, that was in my initial mock draft. That's where I had him. And uh, that is not even close. Now I'm more on board with like Iquanu or Neil at four and Jermaine Johnson at 10. Um, I think as that's far funny. as like, if you have to go edge, I'm still fine with wide receiver. I started watching a little bit more of Garrett Wilson. I'm on board with Garrett Wilson. I'm on board with Burks. I'm on board with Trey, uh, with Drake London. Any one of those guys would be fine. And I'm also fine with trading down. I think that's probably where the jets are. They've seen all these prospects and they're like, okay, we got a bunch that we like. Let's slide down a few picks. Now the one that I don't necessarily get um, with the jets were kind of linked to uh, Trevor Penning, just because yeah. I, I don't think, like, I feel like he's a late first round guy. So you're mm. going to have to drop a long, long way in order to grab him. And I, he, he scares me. Like, I love how he's uh, physical and intimidating, but there's a line and he is very close to that line. So I feel like he could be like a penalty machine, which is mm. not always the best thing. No, definitely not. You know, if you're going backwards, you're not going forwards, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, would not think of him as, as an option for us unless we trade down from 10 and like got the edge rusher at four. Um, but even then I want someone that can play guard and tackle. I don't necessarily want like a, a pure tackle. Cause I would like to still have hope for Becton. I would like to, you know, I, I think we're going to extend fan last. I heard we were like possibly looking into contract extension, but I don't know, uh, you know what he's actually looking for. We'll see. Not too sure. Thomas Cahill agrees with me. He says Aquanu over Neil. I do like Aquanu over Neil. Uh, at least right now. I'm good with either. I think yeah. it's it's a home run either way. I think just Neil Neil's probably going to be the first pick. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. Jacksonville ends up going with the offensive lineman. It felt like forever that Kayvon Thibodeau was locked in to be the number one pick. And then mm-hmm. last few weeks, that really hasn't been the case. Yeah, there's definitely a part of me that is concerned about how um, – I don't know how to say this. Like, is his maturity level there? There's a reason why he's dropping. I, I don't know. If you had the pick between Hutchinson and Thibodeau, you're still you you would go Hutchinson probably, or are you mm. would you leave Thibodeau? No, Hutchinson, but I'm not by much. Oh, yeah. It's it's very close. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I here's the weird situation. If you have, well, no, I guess we've talked about this before. If you have Thibodeau and Aquanu on the board sitting there if you have any concern about the the makeup of Thibodeau if he's not the I love football kind of guy or the I love you know there was like five five things that jet you know the Jets coaches look for or whatever and it's like you know boom 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 you gotta have a passion for everything if he's if they're questioning that at all I think Iquanu's the pick and then you go with Jermaine Johnson at 10 if they are fully on board with Thibodeau and they think, Hey, look, this guy is the next, you know, legit edge rusher. Then I think we take him at four. And then I don't know what happens. Like if we wind up going guard in the second round, maybe. Um, 
and then you wind up going with receiver or linebacker or who knows. I, mean, I really want to see a receiver with that second first round pick. I, I'm kind of, mm-hmm. and I know like pigeonholing yourself into one position usually isn't a good thing, but there's just, there's three that we really like in mm-hmm. Drake London, Jameson, uh, not Jameson Williams, excuse me, after the injury, uh, mm-hmm. Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson. Uh, so with there being so many options on the board, I kind of feel like just pick your favorite or pick which one you think will impact this offense the best and help Zach Wilson get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of worry about defense on day two and day three. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of throwing a bunch of like darts at the dartboard for defense because you wind up getting guys like Eccles. You wind up getting guys like Michael Carter. And then you don't have to spend a premium pick on it. You could spend all your premium assets to help your quarterback long run. And once your quarterback's fully established, then you don't have to worry about it. Now, now you're just like, you know, plugging in pieces. Once your guy is the guy, like Burrow is the guy. They have like $60 million in salary cap space next year. They're going to sign friggin' everyone. Everyone's going to go play with Mahomes for a year. Yeah. Burrow. Burrow. I, I knew what you meant. But that's that's true. And also, with this staff, like more than likely, Joe Douglas isn't going to get another chance to draft another quarterback. So he better damn well make sure that Zach Wilson's the guy. So I feel like you can't just be like, oh, yeah, he went from 32nd up to 21st. We're good with that. Um, and then... You know, we're just going to stay in that range. I think you have to, you know, add more, especially Mm -hmm. at tight end, man, just because of how barren they are there. Mm -hmm. And we saw it earlier in the year. They were running two tight ends out there a lot. So we know that's what they want to do. They just physically couldn't because they had Ryan Griffin, uh, Trayvon Wesco, and Tyler Croft Croft. in the position. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're definitely going to bring in some tight ends for sure. I'm... Okay, so where are your thoughts as far as how our free agency breaks down? Because I'm not high on us, or I don't, I don't think it's gonna. Ha- I don't think we are going to sign the big free agents. I think they're going to choose elsewhere. Like we've always said, oh, we want Tooney, we want to spend a bunch of money on Tooney. He goes elsewhere. Like I think Schultz, if there's a situation where like the Bengals <laughs> need a, a tight end, who do you think he's choosing? He's not choosing the Jets in that scenario. Um, do, is there a big name free agent? you think we will get um i guess i know you want schultz but like is that the guy you think we wind up getting uh no i think he probably gets franchise tagged which would be very depressing but Mm -hmm. uh i talked i don't remember if it was on here or with green bean i talked about zach Ertz and kind of like him being a stopgap and you also add a Trey McBride or Jeremy Rucker, and he kind of takes the rookie mm-hmm. under his wing for a year or two, shows him the ropes, and then that player kind of takes over, almost like what he did with Dallas Goddard. I mean, that seemed mm-hmm. to work out perfectly there in Philadelphia. Uh, and he still has enough left in the tank. He had over 700 receiving yards this year. I think he's still you know, a mm-hmm. solid tight end. Um, Gerald Everett's another name. I just don't... Evan Ingram scares me. I'm not an OJ Howard guy. I think he's a little overrated. And David Njoku is just too inconsistent for me. So some of the other big name guys who are hitting the market at tight end, I'm kind of scared off from. Yeah, I I like Ertz. I wanted to trade for Ertz when he was available. I don't know if we are the team he would choose to go to at this stage of his career. If we were like way in a way like the highest offer, then I think we probably wind up winning that. Um I think that's probably why I, I think it's a little more realistic that we wind up going after someone like an Ajoku or uh, an OJ Howard. It's not by any means a home run. And if you want to double dip a tight end in the draft, by all means, I don't, I don't care. I, don't, I think either one of those guys would get like a one year, $4 million deal or something along those lines. 
Um, you're really gambling on upside there. But yeah, I, free agent wise, I don't I don't know if there's a guy I really see us going after. Um, at least at like positions of need, like who's actually going to be available. I'm kind of I would like to see us go after a veteran edge rusher. Because almost like how you said with the tight end situation, I would kind of like that with the the edge rush situation. Kind of plug a hole with like a Justin Houston, a Chandler Jones, a uh, I don't know what's another guy. There's like a Von Miller, someone like that, someone who's looking to cash in a little bit at the end of their career. Get them for a year or two, and then if you get a guy like Thibodeau in the draft, you're going to have him on a rookie contract. By the time Carl Lawson's contract's up, you're going to be looking at extending, you know, Thibodeau or Hutchinson or whatever. Anyway. Um, I don't think bringing in a veteran edge prevents you from from necessarily taking one. Uh, no. So I think it's probably. And another team I think you should watch, just talking about the edge rushers, mm -hmm. Green Bay is going to have some cap issues. So one of the – Yeah, Smiths, Preston Smith. Preston, one of those two guys. Instead of saying like, okay, we're just going to cut you, maybe you can do one of those things where like, hey, we'll throw you our – our last yeah. our fifth rounder and we'll take on the contract so you don't have to just cut him and lose him for nothing kind of thing yeah that's kind of where i was going with the uh i'm gonna pronounce this guy's name wrong it's not daniel hunter it's daniel daniel hunter <laughs> this is me learning words today uh or yesterday daniel hunter so he's got a fat contract this next year but he's under contract for two years 20 million and then five million so you'd have to renegotiate if you were to trade for him but if you could get guys on bad contracts from teams in cap hell i'm all about it because the jets aren't going to the jets are not going to attract these guys in free agency you have to lock them in with a contract via trade that's why i'm so for trading for a wide receiver like a you know thomas or cooper or, or ridley anything like that because we just don't attract that kind of talent unless you overpay unless you overpay and we don't want to overpay i don't mind renegotiating a deal via trade like hey you want to get out of atlanta here's the deal that'll get you out you want to take it, and then if he takes it, then we're uh, you know probably not twenty five million in the hole like you might be with DK. Uh, I the one position that I think I see them spending big on is safety, just because I think yep. there's going to be so many that hit the market. I feel like you're going to come away with one of them, whether it's Williams or Bates or you know any of those guys who are going to hit the market because there's going to be a lot. Yeah, Bates is an interesting one. They have plenty of cap space to bring him back. So depending on how they want to want to handle that, I think they could bring him. Justin Reed is kind of is it just Justin Reed's the one from Houston, right? Mm -hmm. That's the one I would like to go after because I think the price point makes sense. I mean, I don't get me wrong, I would love Marcus Williams. I think he's he would be my top choice of yep. safety if you were to spend money. And I think they're, you know, maybe you could get away with that. I so they just the Saints just hired their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen. Uh, for head coach. So I get the feeling he may want to try and retain as many defensive guys as he, he can. Uh, but I don't know. He could, I mean, in theory, yes. But at the same time too, do you know, like, do you want to sign up for that rebuild? Because I don't think it's going to be a, I don't think it's going to be a pretty situation. They don't, they don't have a direction right now. No, there's, there's a reason why Peyton stepped away and he knew it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You know what? Let me, <laughs> There, I was I was talking to someone and they were saying if you go on over the cap and you cut every player from the Saints, they're still over the cap. And I don't know if that's actually true or not, but I'm gonna try it right now. So I'm gonna cut everyone that saves money. Right. Actually, you know what? I could share my screen. I'm gonna do this. Share my screen so we could all see this. Yeah, let's do it in, together. In, in in real time here. All right, share screen. Yes, I understand they can see my porn that I'm looking at. 
Oh, yeah. Um, there you go. Bam! All right. So once this allows me to do it. All right. Let me get the super chat out of the way. Thomas Cahill comes with a super chat says, what are the chances of Williams not getting tagged? That's what we're about to find out right now. All right. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to cut anyone that saves money. Uh, bam, bam, bam. This is ridiculous how high they are over the cap. So they're going to have to like renegotiate a bunch of players. It's yeah, a throwaway year. Basically like uh, yeah. what the Texans had this past year. What do you think they do at quarterback? I genuinely, I have no idea. I don't have a clue. <laughs> it's like they, I don't know if they pull the trigger to draft one because they don't have the assets to trade up because they need like, they need the money um, or they need cheap players. Oh, wow. No way. Check this out. <laughs> I guess these are the top guys. So submit cut, 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 cut. You could cut every player except for Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchek, Andrus Pete, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill. I mean, I guess you technically let's do this just for shits and giggles. You don't save anything, but we'll do it. Um, <laughs> Caesar Ruiz and Marcus Davenport, and we're still seventeen and a half million over the cap. <laughs> yes. They have how many players? Oh, it doesn't even tell me how many players are under contract now, but I guess it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You could have seven players on the Saints <laughs> and be over the salary cap. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Sign me up. Right? Check this out. Stream. Chat. This is legitimately why you need to be looking at the Saints to try and snatch up some players. Absolutely. Can't believe it. I'm glad that worked out that way. <laughs> That makes me laugh. There's going to be some good people available. Yeah. Ah, all right. Before I go any further, let me just bring up our sponsor for today's stream. And that would be Wham! DraftKings. Here's some big news. Just in time for the Super Bowl, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl 56. The Super Bowl 56. Super Bowl 56. Uh, is officially live right here in New York State with mobile sports. That means you can place a bet no matter where you are uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook. And DraftKings is making it even more exciting. So listen to this. DraftKings is giving new customers a special offer that you don't want to miss. Bet just $5 or more on the Super Bowl and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up using code JETSTALK. Bet just $5 or more and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's Jets. Uh, that's promo code JETSTALK. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full details. Must be 21 or older and physically present in New York. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Whew. God, those 60-minute reads. It's a, it's a long 60 one. 60-second reads. It feels like 60-minute read. We've got the green bean in the house. And, man, you got, you got like 60 frames hey. a second over there. You look beautiful. Yeah, I do. That's so good. That's yeah, good news. Good. I was... uh. I was worried because uh, I'm like, you know, I, I every night a different internet works. So tonight I was just having problems 30 seconds ago. So this is good news. I'm happy. 
I was going to say, you, you wouldn't know it because you are absolutely looking fantastic right now. Woo! Uh, all right. All right. Let's, uh, Take jump in right here. Fly Guy jumps in with a super chat. Uh, says, what do you think about Trayvon Walker from Georgia? Who knows anything about Trayvon Walker from Georgia? Who wants to start? He's big. He's 6'5", yeah. 275. He's a big Damn. boy. Uh, so, edge? Uh, no, no, no. I oh, wait, yes. Yeah, sorry. Go on, Matt. <laughs> like, a big, like a bigger edge, but yeah. yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a heavy dude. I don't know anything about him, so I, I cannot speak with any sort of intelligent <laughs> like speaking. But let's see. We'll go, we'll go to his draft profile. See what... Uh, See what they're saying about this guy. The Draft Network. All right. Ideal role, versatile defensive lineman who can win as an edge rusher or along the interior. A multiple front scheme that will be willing to move him around the line of scrimmage to create advantageous matchups. Uh, I don't know if I, I love that. I, I like the guy just pinning his ears like back on the edge. Uh, but I'd have to watch more of him to actually give you a, a concrete uh, understanding. Yeah, you know what I like about about guys that have different skill sets is that scenarios, different situations, having everybody that does the exact same thing, once they figure that out, uh, you can run into an issue where you're nullified. You know, So having guys with different skill sets that you can rotate in and stuff is a good deal. Um, but when you're looking for your starter, the guy that you want in there uh, most of the time, Maybe you want to pin your ears back kind of guy. Uh, we got Chris Bucco dropping in with Super Chat. Says, Mafe and McBride in the second, please, and thanks. That would be fantastic. I would be all about this. Uh, Mafe, I think was he was projected to be a third-round pick, and after his senior bowl, he's, everyone's thinking his stock's going up a little bit. Um, yeah. Do you think he's top of the second round, Green Bean? I know you're excited. Ooh. Oh, I don't know yet. I mean, I haven't seen too much of like, uh, you know, impact. Like, I, I don't, I haven't like felt it yet. I think that day we were watching it, it felt like, holy shit, this guy came out of the dark, so to speak, and looked like he could even catapult himself to the end of the first. That's what it looked like. But it's mm -hmm. the senior bowl. You know what I mean? It's not like, let's wait and see the combine and stuff. But I would say, man, like if the Jets don't get their edge rusher, like let's say they're targeting Thibodeau and Hutchinson. They don't like Karloftis and Ojabo uh, that much more than Amafe. Maybe you switch gears and get a different position and then grab him in the second like Chris is talking about. I think mm -hmm. that would be an interesting uh, way to go about it because the second tier of edge rusher guys like Jermaine Johnson, um, what's the other guy I was thinking about? Cameron, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, but, and, and Boye Mafe, I think they could be really, really impactful gets in the second or even the third, but yeah, I think he definitely helped his draft stock. That guy's exciting, man. Really is. Matt, any thoughts on McBride or Mafe? McBride? I love, I don't, I hope he's there at 35 with all his, uh, his stock rising. Mafe, I, I know that he had a really good senior bowl week. I didn't know a ton about him beforehand. Obviously, I think his stock is rising. I don't know if he is top 40 pick worthy, so I'm going to have to look into it a little bit more. Well, Matt, um, what do you think? Of, wait, what do you guys think of this? I'm, I'm saying it to Matt because his boy is going to ruin our damn plans. Uh, what do you think about McDaniel maybe taking our boy Trey McBride at 29? Miami picks at 29, and he's going to yeah. want his Kittle. You know he is. 
You know you he is. Try to keep, he's going to uh, steal him. You don't think they try to keep Gazicki at all, or you think he? I know Gazicki removed all the dolphin stuff off his profile. Yeah. That's the that's the know. move. And he, he can't he can't block, and you know that uh, right different. But, yeah, McDaniel's going to want to run the ball. That I'm so upset about that, man. Like he, of course, he goes to <laughs> like that. Just sucks. Did you hear what they're calling him down there? What? Bong Shula. Oh, Bong Shula. I, 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 I love, love it. He looks like such a stoner. I love it. No. I, I it really because like I want to. Okay. I don't want to hate the guy, but like I want to hate the guy because he's a Dolphin coach. Um, I wish him nothing yeah. but the the least amount of success worst. possible. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. So I know it's, you know what I I'm used to it. Like we love players in the draft and they go to the bills or they go to where, you know, the dolphins were, and I have become pretty proficient at instantaneously hating guys that minutes earlier. I loved, you know, I, so I can hate them. I can hate them quick. Flip the light switch. <laughs> I love I gotta it. Find that switch. Yeah. I, I got, especially find if he it. takes, if he takes McBride shit, I'll hate him. That, good. That would be frustrating. I, I wonder if that's in the back of their mind now. Like, do they like mm. McBride enough to, cause what are they? 29 is what you said. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I think if you were to give up our second round pick and our fourth round pick, that actually does get you up high enough um, to, to kind of leapfrog them. I think it's pick 29 is what you would technically get up to with that. So maybe you throw in something else in there. Mims. We'll give Who's them Mims. <laughs> throw in. Yeah, it's free. It's yeah, well, interestingly, week. Green Bay is at twenty eight, so maybe the little, you know, maybe we call the Lafleur brother, you know, the blo- the Lafleur brother connection. We call him and say, "Dude, please, please give us this one." You know you what I mean? Who knows? Next to, you could sit next to whoever you want at Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have, just give us the tight end. Come on, <laughs> right? We need this one. We need it. You know, he's going to steal him from us. Let us get Forget him. All the shit I talked about at Christmas. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean I'm I didn't sorry. mean to not get you a good secret Santa gift. <laughs> right, exactly. V-Man drops in with super chat. V-Man says, "Anyone see the Patriots bringing the Giants prevent offense by hiring Joe Judge as an offensive assistant, QB sneak on third and 9 for Pats fans. I would love nothing more than to see a horrible offense now that McDaniel's is gone. It would really make me feel good." I'm not going to lie. There's a little part of me that was like mildly concerned that Adam Gase might go there and just make me eat all my words. Because he just wants a statue of a quarterback. He tried to turn Sam into a statue, and now Mac Jones is a statue. And then, like, I don't know. The Patriots are just good. So, like, for all I know, it's going to wind up being like Adam Gase and just making me sad all the time. But yeah, no, I'm I'm happy they got Judge, and hopefully they have a stale offense. Green, being any thoughts on Judge going to the Patriots? So he went back to the Patriots. Yeah, it's where he came from. No, you know, yeah. hey, good, good for him. Well, that's the thing, you know. These guys that that were uh, Patriots coaches, a lot of them, when they go out and fail, they come back and just settle into their Patriots, you know, warm blanket. And I think that's kind of one of the things I thought was very possible. You know, who else is going to deal with Joe Judge's bullshit except the guy who created him? You know what I mean? Yeah. And the best part is wasn't judge a special teams coach. So you're just taking a special teams coach and making him an offense assistant. I love it. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that's good too. But then it it takes the gaze thing. I got to say, man, like there's one piece of me, a large piece. That's like good. Higher gaze, higher gaze. The -hmm. other piece is gaze in an offensive assistant role has done well. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know. I would just hate to have to, to, to face that every week. And with him, not having to deal with the whole coaching, you know, the whole team and everything actually being 
the guy that beats us. I would hate that, I think. So I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I'm a little scared. Is that, am I off base? No, no, you're, you're right on, you're on par for the course. Cause I would absolutely be nervous <laughs> if case went there as much as I want to make jokes about it and everything. Like I am definitely concerned because anytime you wind up bringing in someone who played for a division rival, like that's why I'm big on like a JC Jackson or maybe a Gaziki or something like that. Cause they're going to have a little more juice to that matchup. And I think, you know, Adam Gase and a coach is, is no different uh, in that respect. Uh, let's see. Adam S drops in with a super chat. He says, if the Bengals win, then we beat the Super Bowl chance. That's Champs. Right. Chance. Words. <laughs> All right. See, glass half full, my friend. Um, if the Rams, win, we beat the Rams last week or last year. That's right. To ruin our, our Trevor Lawrence chances. Yeah. They're the ones that ruined the tank. Bastards. Yeah. That was a mess. Uh, for those of you guys that-, that haven't voted. Um, uh, sorry, real quick. Uh, the, there's a pinned poll in the, in the live chat, uh, for who wins the Super Bowl. The Rams are currently the winner at 61%. Bengals are at 39%. We'll see as people vote. Uh, what that winds up looking like. Um, but we'll see. Green, I'm sorry. I, I cut you off right there. Oh, I don't remember. I would think yeah. I was just commenting on something Matt said. I was just like in agreement, but I don't remember yeah. what it was. It was that the the losing or beating the Rams last year sucked. Oh, right on. You know, yeah. hey, remember it was Braden Mann that made that tackle? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were running it back, and then Braden Mann, uh, I was like, you come on. That. Yeah, what is that? Our punter? You know, oh god, I was miserable. So fired up. Ah, you we know, it's had, gonna work. Gonna work out for the better. It is. It is, and we fully embraced the tank at that point. I mean, as at least us. I can't speak for all Jets fans. I know many of them were, but us, we were like, oh yeah, it's tank time. We were in. We <laughs> we were down. We were down bad. Like I feel like just our our Jets fan mental health stock was just done. We were like, "Fuck this, burn it to the ground, it's over." Yeah, dude, I made I made a whole video why it was our right to have the worst record in NFL history. Like I wanted it to be worse than the Browns. That's where I was. Right? It's like we deserve this. It's ours. Like that's I was. That's what I was talking about back then. Oh my god, we were a mess. Uh, I love it. I love it. It's just thinking back to last year. It's not all that different from like the little bit of despair we had at the end of this season, but at least you had hope because it was a new coaching staff. You saw the pieces starting to get better. Last year was rough though. It was. That was not fun. Um, all right. Uh, I'm trying to pull up a draft profile for Ebikite. Thomas Cahill says, are we forgetting about Ebikite or Ebikite? I don't know how to pronounce his name. The edge rusher. Um, no, we're not forgetting about him. He's, uh, I think he's talked about as the like top seven of the edge rushers, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have Daniel Jeremiah, right? Yeah, yeah, probably like an early second round guy. I feel like, yeah, if we don't go edge rusher in the first and he's sitting there and you like him, I'm all right with it. You won't hear any, uh, anything from me. Yeah, he played in the senior bowl. I don't recall him having too much of an impact. I might be wrong. Um, there were some guys that absolutely dominated on the defensive line, and I don't believe he was one of them. So I, I like him, but I mean, as far as the noise this week, I mean, I think it's rightfully so on a on a different group of players. I mean, that that made some, you know, made an impact this week. So let them have their week. But I think a Bikati is uh or a Bikati or a Bikate is in the conversation. Yeah, exactly. We'll call him Scrabble. <laughs> Jack Filipowski, thank you so much for the super chat, says 
is the versatility of Aquanu higher than Tib with a deep edge class? If we go Thibodeau, I think there is a need to grab Zion. Trade for Demario Davis. Also, Moore is giving me OBJ vibes. Don't, no. Elijah Moore has not hit OBJ level. <laughs> like, I, I get, you know, you're looking at the, the posts and everything, but it's not it's not bad. It's, it's offseason. Let him have fun. Um, until he does something silly on the field and pisses everyone off, I'm I'm 100% behind him. Now, I don't know if this is what he's talking about, but he's like, he very much is posting like pictures with him and Michael Carter, which if you guys haven't seen the Michael Carter, like Super Bowl thing with the, uh, him talking about his promo with the rock or not with the rock instead of the rock. Very, very funny. Um, I'll see if I could actually, did I, I don't know if I pulled it up, Let's see if I could share that. I think I saved it. So I'll, I'll pull it up for you guys that haven't seen it. Um, but okay. Is Equanu's versatility greater than Thibodeau's greater than Thibodeau at four because of how deep the edge class is. Put it this way. I would feel more comfortable taking Equanu and drafting Jermaine Johnson at 10 than taking say Thibodeau and hoping that someone, one of the offensive linemen falls to, to 10 that I really like. I mean, if Linderbaum's there at 10 after taking Thibodeau, I'd probably pull the trigger on that. I don't know. How do you feel about that, Matt? It's um, it's a very difficult conversation because I think you can make very good points on either side. I think I'm probably taking Thibodeau at that point and trying to figure out offensive line later, which mm-hmm. is kind of ironic because I've been you know preaching like help Zach, let's make life easy for our young quarterback. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's caveats to everything and a player like Thibodeau being there who was supposed to be the number one pick just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm kind of changes things green bean what about you how are you feeling about uh the versatility of a Kwanu versus someone like Thibodeau yeah I mean isn't it interesting uh like we already saw the season we saw what Thibodeau can do for the last few years we loved him as the number one overall pick and then now he says you know he says a couple words in an interview and now there's little bit of rumblings of hey maybe he's this maybe his motor isn't as well as you know as, as non-stop as you'd like and all of a sudden we're talking about passing on him if he gets if he should somehow slip from the first overall pick to number 4 we're talking about passing on him which is interesting to me now the only thing i would say is that it all comes down to joe douglas and his crew with their interviews of him and their interviews of his coaches getting the real deal on who this guy is because that's the most important thing uh, we know he's super talented, but Vernon Golston was super talented. The guy looked like he was cut out of stone. He was dominating at times for Ohio State. We got him, nothing, but that was the word on him. The word was he's probably, well, the, the, the word was that he has high bust potential, but they couldn't overlook the talent. So is Thibodeau one of those? And I think Joe Douglas and his team have to be really thorough uh, with with their interview. If he's there and they like the interviews, I say it's a slam dunk. And then you just have to look at the drop off between Thibodeau to the next edge rusher versus the drop off between Aquanu and the next tackle. So if you like Trevor Penning and Charles Cross and 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 uh Kirkland, whoever's there, almost as much as Aquanu, then it then that solves your problem. But if you don't, just like them with with uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, they liked no one anywhere near as much as they liked Elijah Vera Tucker, so they wanted him. They took him. So I think that's the conversation, really. But it's interesting how these guys drop, man. Thibodeau, it's amazing. We're talking about passing on him at four. Isn't that nuts? 
Yeah, I mean, it, put it this way. If we wind up going Thibodeau at four, and then you wind up, say, taking uh, a wide receiver at 10 because you don't like the lineman, I would go, like Jack says here, grab Zion Johnson out of Boston College in the second round. He could play guard. He started taking a few snaps at center. Uh, I, I would love to have Demario Davis back. I don't know if I want to trade for him. I'd rather go out and get a, a free agent linebacker. Um, but yeah, Jack, I like I like what your head's at. Um, I pulled up that video of Michael Carter. So for you, those of you guys that haven't seen it, I'll play it right now. It's pretty good. Um, He's paid for doing that little pregame hot uh -huh. stuff. Yeah. Uh -huh. Man, what's up? Huh? What's up? <laughs> hey, get me on. I feel like I feel like I could do something similar to that. Could you give one to the Rams or the Bengals? How about just give a little something? A little hype speech. What you got? Audition tape. Sunday night. <laughs> Super Bowl weekend. Rams. <laughs> Bengals. Burrow. Stafford. Odell. Chase. It all comes down to this. this Super Bowl 50. Six. 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 <laughs> I love Michael really, Carter. Really like Michael Carter a lot. Love him. Oh man, he's just like between him and like Elijah Moore. Like it just it feels like the Jets are getting fun again, and I I really like that. I really do. Well, there's likable players on this team, which wasn't necessarily the case, especially in some of the Gase years where Adams was kind of being a dick and Le'Veon was kind of being a dick. So. Yo, yeah, it's Finn. Thank you so much for becoming the newest member of the channel, brother. Thank you so much. Guys, drop some J-E-T-S in the chat for our newest member. Yo, it's Vin. Uh, always, always appreciated. Uh, sorry if I cut you off. I got excited. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, all right. What other super chats are I going through? Jake has one. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? There it is. Jake from State Farm. Uh, says, speaking of Pat, did Bill send that text on purpose, or do you think that, or, or you think the most anal man in football did it by mistake? Um, I think he did it by mistake. I think that's what it was. I don't think this is something that he would, I mean, look, Flores was on his staff. He obviously wants him to do well too, or at least I would assume so. Now maybe with Flores possibly saying like, hey, because of this, this is, you know, discrimination or whatever. Um, I think, I think Bill probably just made a stupid mistake. <laughs> he thought he was texting Dable yeah. and he texted the wrong guy. He's got close ties with the giants. He obviously knows the bills from being in the division. So he's got, he's been in the league for what, 35 years now or whatever. So he's got plenty of connections. It's just a, just an oops. I think, uh, what about you guys? You think it was a, an oops or you think he did this on purpose, Matt? Uh, I think it was a boomer moment. He's, he's an old person with a cell phone. <laughs> green beans what about you just to be clear i want everyone to know i am not a boomer all right no. so people say hey, how does, yeah. i know i know you didn't say that but i'm i want just brace not pretty thick matt no that pretty wasn't yeah he's a gen no and i that's right i'm a gen x for sure uh I like but i think i don't think it was on purpose I think Matt nailed it. He's just, he's that, you know, he made a mistake. There are, there are two, um, uh, Brian's in his phone and he didn't, uh, he didn't know that, you know, it could go to the wrong guy. He probably still was like, wait, what, what happened? What are you talking about? But the concern is why did he know? I know like Ryan said, he's inside the circles and he knows people. I get it. But why are you still interviewing coaches? If you made the decision 
and then telling people outside of the organization. I think that there's more to be revealed there. And I think it's a, it's an ugly situation. And if I was Brian Flores, I would be hurt. That's probably in many respects, that's his mentor congratulating someone else while he's still interviewing for the job. So there, there are layers to that. And my feelings would be pretty torn apart. Uh, so I understand them being upset, but I think it's not a, it's not on purpose, but it's definitely a big boo-boo that can open the door to a bunch of bigger boo-boos that are going on all the time. Uh, James Conker. Thank you for the super chat. Brother says, I know Ryan saw this new mock post senior bowl. Uh, so this is, I believe he's talking about Bengals uh, mock draft. Matt and I touched on this briefly earlier, uh, but he has, so the, the top three went Equanu one, uh, Malik Willis two, Evan Neal three, the Jets getting Hutchinson at four, taking Derek Stingley at 10. And I guess I didn't watch enough of it because I didn't know uh, Raymond and Olave were, I guess, there as well, I guess in the second round. Maybe he did two rounds. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Um, he says he still wants tight end and would rather Sauce Gardner, but this would be a okay by him. Yeah, if we could wind up with Hutchinson after like being so upset that we wound up winning a you know a meaningless game at, at some point towards the end of the season, that's a home run. Um, I too do not like Stingley. I would prefer Sauce. And then I don't know who who's Raymond. What position? Offensive tackle, supposedly. I just googled it because I didn't know. I was going to say, I, I definitely do not know his name yet. Um, and Alave, I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. I am deathly oh. afraid of Alave. I do not want Alave. I, so the Ohio State receivers scare me. Like, I can get on board with Garrett Wilson just because I've watched more and more of him. Alave, even last year, I wasn't, like, super thrilled, like, if he were going to come out. Um, I don't know. I can't pin it down exactly, but I don't love the Ohio State wide receivers. Maybe that's just you know, a, a bias that I have, but uh, is there something that you like about Olave that I should be looking towards Matt? Uh, no, like I'm not saying he's not, he's probably not even in my, t uh, maybe he's my fifth receiver in this mm -hmm. draft class, but I, I don't, I don't know. I was just surprised to hear that. I didn't, I haven't heard too many people who are like not Olave guys or I don't know. I feel like most people are like neutral on him. You know, I, like, Okay. Maybe that's where I should say I am because I, I have not put this through my noodle at all as like this even being an option. Cause I'm not taking him at 10 and he shouldn't be available at 35. <laughs> like that's kind of my thinking on this. Like I've been looking at Dotson or like bell or, you know, a Jameson Williams that, that falls or something like that. I, I haven't really considered a lobby, but uh, I still stand by my point. I still think Ohio state receivers scare me. Greenbean, what about you? How are you feeling about a I like Alave. Uh, maybe, you know, I'm not really the biggest supporter of a receiver in the first in this year's draft. And I, and the reason being like, you know, like I said a few times, when you look at this crop of receivers, like just put them next to the last two years of first round wide receivers. And a lot of them wouldn't be, they wouldn't push those guys out of their first position. Like, you know, Judy, Lamb, Chase, those kinds of guys. So I, I'm okay. I'd like to get a receiver in the draft, but I'm not the biggest fan of using our first. If they like somebody, I'm fine with it, of course, but I, I that's not the route I'm hoping that they go. But Olave, to me, is somebody that I like. I mean, he's had numerous years of production. We liked him last year when he, when he chose to stay back uh, in school. It sent a little ripple. 
you know, through the draft class. I mean, he was being talked yeah. about in that in in that mix. So he, I guess, it's just like like you said. I mean, Ohio State is weird with the with the system that they want. You know that that they run. We don't see as much of the flashy stuff with their with their skill guys. But look at like Michigan does the same thing. And a guy that I like for a couple of years was Donovan Peoples Jones. Same thing. When you look at his production, if you just look at the numbers, you're like, oh, this guy does nothing. But it's their offense. The guy proved within that offense, he's electric, super athletic. And then he made it all the way till the seventh, I think it was. This fucking seventh round, Donovan Peoples Jones. And Cleveland got a stud. And, uh, you know, so anyway, I think Olave would be a good get. I wouldn't use a first on him, though. Edward Ziff drops in with the super chat, says number four, Aquanu, number 10, Linderbaum, trade 38 and fourth round pick to go up to pick 19 to get McBride. Now O line is finished. Use 2023 draft on defense. Team is rebuilt. Uh, you are not getting up from pick 38 with a fourth round pick to go up to number 19. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, at best, the Jets. Fourth round pick will be pick 102, but it's going to be a lot lower than that because they haven't added the comp picks yet. Uh, so hmm. 92 points for pick 102. 38 is worth 520, so that puts you at about 610, 622. That basically gets you to pick 30, one pick behind Miami, which is where we're projecting uh, McBride to go. So you'd have to give up a little bit more than what you're looking at to possibly slide in front of Miami. Uh, but Iquanu and Linderbaum, I've had a few people ask me about the double dip on the offensive line. And it's funny because I have a lot of giant fan, giant fan friends as well. And I, I can stand behind the giants doing that, but I don't want the jets to do it. And I think our offensive lines are in totally different spots right now. Like I would, I very much want an edge rusher because we haven't had one in the longest time. And I want one offensive lineman that gives me protection for, or at least some versatility in case Becton winds up flopping. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on double dipping O-line? Where are these guys going to play? Like, That's right. Like, where's McGovern going to play? If you take a Quano and you put him at right guard, now you draft Linderbaum. Is McG I guess you cut McGovern, right? Like, he saves nine or ten million. I wouldn't have thought that, but I, I guess I don't think I would do that though, based off mm -hmm. of last year. Which, again, at six months ago, okay, I would have been on yeah. board with this. But the offensive line got better and they improved when they gelled a little bit more. So um, I'm not I'm not taking two offensive linemen. I'm sorry. Um, I would love McBride, but I don't think you're going to be trading up to 19 in order to get him. Mm -hmm. um, Aquanu, sure. Uh, Linderbaum, I don't think he's going to be a Jet. Greenby, and what about you? What do you think about double dipping O line? Double dipping that high, huh? Both first oh, yeah. round picks. Yeah, that's a. I mean, look, if the Jets just decided. We're done playing games. We're tired of talking about it. We're getting the offensive line done. Now we're getting it done in a big way. We're making a statement and Zach's never getting touched again. And they did that. I would be like, okay, I get it. I understand. Now, am I hoping they do that? No, I'm, I'm not. I would like to see the wealth spread around the team a little bit more. As you guys know, I'm kind of leaning defense because of the strength of the draft and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but if they decided to do it, I would not necessarily be upset. Now, if they used one first on offensive lineman and then like the third, you take an Alec Lindstrom or you take one of the, you know, another guard, Cade Mays, somebody like that. And you get guys kind of working on this team that you feel good about and that can take over in a year, two years. So then when you're 
when a guy leaves or you need a replacement, he's already on your team and knows the system. And, and, and that's the optimal situation. That's what you really want. So I'm hoping that they take more than one offensive lineman in the draft, but up top, I would be surprised and not disappointed, but, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't sounds, advise sounds it. But no, I, I, I would to, to yeah. some sort of an extent, I would be disappointed because offensive lineman is not a sexy pick. I want it, but it's not like, it's not sexy. Like the receiver, like, like when we were taking Beckton, I was like, man, I really want CD lamb. Like, <laughs> I want the pick like so bad, but I know it should be Beckton. I like, it needs to be the, the tackle. Um, I don't know. I look, I, I would not sign off on two offensive linemen in the top 10, I think you go one trench and then you go the other trench. And I think that's the best way to handle yeah, uh, the top 10. K Delgado. Thank you so much for the super chat. I don't see a question attached to it. So I'm just going to say thank you. And uh, we're going to move on our merry little way here. Uh, let's see. Joe Grana. Thank you so much for the super chat. Says dream draft. Hutchinson, Ooh. Burks, Zion Johnson, Trey McBride, Leon O'Neal, uh, a safety. Thank you for adding safety because I did not know what who Leon O'Neill was at that point. Um, yeah, this is this is really nice. I would take this in a heartbeat. You get the edge rusher, you get the the stud receiver that could be your Debo Samuel. You get a guy that can play. <clears throat> you get a guy that can play uh, guard initially, and then when McGovern leaves, maybe you decide to to make him the center, or you at least have the flexibility of him potentially moving over to that spot. Uh, you get Trey McBride, which I love, and then Leon O'Neill. We need safety help anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with this. Matt, how are you feeling about this offseason? Uh, that would be nice. I would sign up for that in a second. Like you said, you land a, a premier edge. You got a nice wide receiver. Uh, you find a tight end and, and uh, offensive lineman in the second round. Grab a safety after that. Right, that sounds like a good plan to me. Greenbean, what about you? Yeah, I mean, that's a slam dunk. I couldn't complain about that draft. Hutch, if you get Hutchinson and Burks in the first round, I'm going to cheer. Follow that with Zion Johnson, Trey McBride, and Leon O'Neal, who's a thumper. That'd be good. If, I, if you I'm guys up. have not hung out with us on draft night, if you have just found this channel and this stream like since the football season started, we go live for all three days of the draft, and it is friggin' wild. It is so much fun having the energy oh, yeah. of the entire chat and like fan base because like, we're sitting here and we're slightly delayed. So we're watching the draft and like, as the jets pick comes up, we're like, okay, we're, we're going to look away from the chat, but then you see the numbers in the stream start flying through the roof and the chat starts screaming. And we're like, Oh God, something happened. What's going on. And then it happens. And it's just, Oh, it's, it's so nice. I, the draft is probably my favorite time of year. Yeah, me too. Well, especially then you get, go on, Matt, go on. No, I was just going to say, especially on this stream. Yeah. Because you get our initial unfiltered reactions i mean you get it you see it you see us learn what the jason pinnock we're like what you know right the there that? <laughs> last year ryan went to the bathroom, I was in the bathroom and, for the trade up. Up and we're like ryan come back ryan, are you there <laughs> i went in i'm like i go to the bathroom i was like oh, i'll stop and see becca i'll say hey what's up like oh i love you so much i'll see you later after the stream i come back and i'm like oh my god we traded up. Yeah. Like and I go back and I watch the stream and I see the two of you guys chirping back and forth. Mm -hmm. uh, it was. Yeah, that was good. That's fun. It was. Really yeah, you good. guys should be here. I mean, we get like, I mean, there's like over a thousand people in here, right? It's oh, great. Yeah. We, I think yeah. we went over. We might have went over two last year. It was. Yeah. We had a lot. Incredible. Uh, 
Let's see. I'm just picking some qualifiers. Uh, guys, make sure you hit that like button on the way in. For every 25 likes we get on this stream, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. We have Marist Old Boys, Red Dog, Nick H, and Edward Ziff as our four qualifiers right now. I have Nightbot picking our fifth qualifier. And, ooh, I get to pick a sixth qualifier, too, because we went over the 150 threshold. Ooh, yo, it's Vin. Yo, it's Vin. Our newest member of the channel is now qualified for our T-shirt giveaway. That's nice. kind of cool. I like that. Yoits. Makes, makes me feel good. Edward Ziff gets entered again, but that's not happening. Sorry, Edward. Love you, but we're picking another winner. So that's how you say that, huh? Yo, it's Vin. I've been saying yoits the whole time. Yoits. <laughs> yoits, Vin. I, I mean, I'm looking at it, and I was like, yo, it's Vin. That, that's how I'm going with it. I, I'm assuming yeah. that's what it is, but I don't yeah, know. I think if you're it, probably... Yo, it's Vin. Let us know if that's actually how you pronounce it. Otherwise, we'll, we'll try to pronounce it correctly. Yoits. Um, it looks like I obviously. I think, right. I think it's I obviously. Uh, got qualified as well for our T-shirt video. Nice. Congrats. Um, not too shabby. Okay, I saw... Bum, bum, bum. Where did the super chat go? I had it right here. It was 118 Paris. There we go. Um, all right. 1189 Paris. Thank you for the super chat. Says, how do the Jets realistically fix the worst defense in the NFL through free agency this offseason? I can answer this right now. Look at how the 49ers performed once they got Nick Bosa. They were a mid to late 20s defense the first two years under Robert Sallow. They get Nick Bosa. They jump up to number eight. We're going to get Carl Lawson back. We're going to add another edge rusher. We are going to have a much better defense next year, purely based on health alone. In addition to all the offseason acquisitions, I think we need to add a linebacker. I think we need to add a safety, whether it be Jesse Bates, Marcus Williams, Justin Reed. Someone like that in free agency I think would be really good. Matt brought up a bunch of good edge rushers. I would love to get a veteran edge personally, so that way you have it, you know, you're in a position where you're not, like I don't want to sign like a, a B-rate edge in free agency for more money than they should get. I'd rather sign a vet for maybe a little bit more on a one- or two-year deal and then draft our guy uh, this year. I've always said I, I like the balance. Like you bring in George Fant, you sign or you draft Makai Becton. You uh, bring in Corey Davis. You draft Elijah Moore. In this situation, you have uh, Carl Lawson on the roster. You draft Kayvon Thibodeau. You draft Aiden Hutchinson. You draft Jermaine Johnson, whatever it is. Um, so I think the Jets will have a better defense purely based on health alone. But I do think there's a lot we can do that will impact this team, even without having like some really big names hitting this hitting this defense. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on free agency on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I do think free agency is going to be a big factor in rebuilding this team. I mean, we mentioned uh, earlier <clears throat> talking about the safeties with the amount of safeties that are going to hit the market. I think they'll try to take one of those guys. The linebacker, I think they could be active in. Maybe uh, Zadarius or Preston Smith becomes available from the Packers with their cap situation. So um, the Jets have a, a rare opportunity here with – not the most amount of cap space, but with a good amount of cap space and probably the best draft capital this year. Maybe the Eagles are, are right up there with three first rounders, but um, I just love the situation they put themselves in with both the cap and you know your draft assets. So 
I don't think it has to be one or the other. I think you can improve both offensively and defensively this offseason. Guys, before I jump over to Green Bean's thoughts real quick, I want to thank Jerome Strax for becoming the newest member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. He actually upgraded his tier. He's been a member for a while now. He upgraded to the, what was it, the Frequent Flyer? I think you were a Frequent Flyer. That's what popped up. Yeah. So thank you so much. It really means a lot uh, that you're supporting the channel. And then we had, uh, we'll go back to that in just a second. But Mike Henson, Mike Henson dropped in with a super chat. Thank you, Mike. He says, love your guys' shows. Thank you. We love when you hang out with us. This is like, I legitimately look forward to Tuesday nights every oh, yeah. single week. It's like Matt says, it's Jets therapy. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't charge anything. This is, this is on a free open broadcast. You guys can tune yeah. in whenever you want. It's fantastic. Uh, all right. Let me go back to that other super chat so we can just touch on Green Bean's thoughts. Where did it go? Bam. All right, Green Bean, how would you realistically fix the Jets' defense through free agency? Well, Robert Sala did say that the defensive line is the one position that takes everything away on the offense. It can take everybody away. So I think that's the route they're going to go. You touched on it with Bosa. Um, look, we tried to get Carl Lawson in here. We tried to bring Vinnie Curry in here to kind of be ahead of some of the young guys that we had. Then the young guys got catapulted like Bryce Huff, and then they got worn down and injured because I think Bryce Huff isn't an every-down player most likely. Uh, probably going to be more of a situational guy, and I think in that capacity he can be uh, very impactful. I think he's got a lot of the chops, but maybe not an every-down guy. But So I think... Dude, going out there, getting a vet edge, you got guys, maybe not the, you know, uh, you don't want to blow their doors off with like the biggest free agent guy or anything, but like, you know, Chandler Jones is out there. I know Derek Barnett is out there. Uh, there's a, a Jay Devon, a Jadavion Clowney is out there. He's still only 28 years old, man. I feel like the guy's been in the league since the seventies. I don't know what it is. Uh, I feel like he's been around forever, but he's still out there. So maybe they go that route, but I think using one of our first round picks um, on the best edge rusher on your board, if that's somebody that everybody else is projecting to be a second rounder, what just get the best possible edge rusher that you can do for your team. Pair him with Carl Lawson, get a vet in here, get your rotation going and uh, and go about it that way. I just like Matt said, I think we can do a lot of damage in in the draft, but I do think bringing in as a, a vet safety, maybe a vet cornerback to pair with our young defensive back group. It's young back there, man. Bringing in some vets to that group, I think would be really, uh, really positive. I love Marcus Williams. I like Reed. Uh, there's a, there's a few guys out there. Um, even like Jabril Peppers. I don't know. I think he might've gotten injury. I got to look again. He got an um, Achilles, I, I think. I'm yeah. Sure. So maybe not, but we got enough freaking Achilles cheap, going I, around. Uh, I mean, Get him for cheap. Cam Akers came back nice. Who knows? Maybe it's not the the injury it once was. Yeah, it's definitely not the injury it once was, but who knows? But I think that we should definitely be uh, looking to at least take some of the stress off the draft with free agency. But don't forget, guys, this is a very top-heavy defensive strength draft. So getting some of like we have four top 40 picks using some of those to get the best bang for your buck uh, defensively, I think would be smart, man. I know everybody wants to fix the offense. So do I, but the strength is defense. So I say we go and, uh, and get some of them after we help it out a little bit in free agency. Jake drops in the super chat says, I'll be back draft day. Better listening, uh, better than listening to Mel. Yes. See, look, you get like to hang out with us. We're cracking beers. We're hanging out and just like, you know, having a good time. Answer a bunch of questions. 
get excited about other picks. We blow our minds when we, like people take an Jordan Love in the draft. It's like, yep. what? Ugh, crazy. Uh, guys, I did just add Jets Forever to our qualifier. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Uh, for every 25 likes, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. And if you're watching this after the fact, make sure you comment on the video down below. And if you don't want to kill your phone battery in the future, all these are uploaded to podcast form for you to download from your favorite podcast provider. Thomas Cahill drops in with another super chat. Thomas says, Asamoah and Luketa in the mid rounds. I don't know either of these guys yet. Um, do either of you guys know? It's hard for me not to say Asamoah, <laughs> but it's maybe it is pronounced the same way. I don't know. Uh, no, it probably isn't. Matt, what are your thoughts on these guys? Not a clue. Don't Solid. <laughs> Green Bean, your thoughts. Matt, this is the guy that we got at the end of the draft last night. Lukita, this is our boy. This is the guy. Oh, uh, he's a fan. He's a fan. Uh, no, Lukita. Remember at the end? Maybe he was not our final pick. Yeah, One of the oh. last two picks. He was. The, oh, yeah. yeah this, this is our guy. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. I, yeah. No, Asamoa did a good job in the senior bowl. He played a lot, mm. but I think. Uh, Muma overshadowed him without question. I mean, that guy raised his draft stock. Um, but SMO is another one, man. I mean, he's got, he's got some good skills. Uh, he's, he's known to be intelligent in addition to being, uh, you know, he's not afraid to, to lay the wood. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think he's good. He's probably a mid, uh, maybe like a fourth, I, I think maybe fourth round, fifth round pick one of those guys. Cause there are a lot of linebackers that are, that are looking, uh, like they're significantly, entrenched before him uh so i i like asamoah and if we double dip or something like that i'd hate to leave the draft with only grabbing asamoah that wouldn't feel like we did the job but he's a guy that you can bring on let him let him play specials for a year or two and then kind of fold him in as the quincy williams leave and all that sort of stuff i think that would be a good route to go but i'd hate it if he was the only linebacker we brought in in the draft uh our newest member of the channel Yo, it's Vin drops in with super chat says thoughts on who backup quarterback should be for next year. Um, I'm going to, I don't know if this is a little bit of a hot take or not. Maybe it's not. I'm okay with not bringing back Mike white. Um, it's Whoa. not it's, like I, I would be fine bringing him back too. I want to preface it with that, but I think that the veteran presence in whether it be Flacco or some other quarterback is more valuable than what Mike white provides. And, Hear me out on this. Flacco, White, and Josh Johnson all had phenomenal games for the Jets last year, uh, passing-wise. And then you see the Jets staff go down to the Senior Bowl, and Pickett goes a perfect 6-of-6. Six six. I think this offense and the way our coaching staff teaches it um, gets the most out of your quarterback. So if you had to put me up against the wall and say, hey, are you bringing Mike White back? You know, maybe there's a maybe there's a possibility I don't. You know, if they think that there could be some type of accidental rift in the in the locker room between people that might want Mike White, people that might want Zach Wilson. I don't know if that's the case, but I'm not as beat up. I'm not I'm not as pro Mike White as I once was. I think, and it's not that, that one I'm week. negative. Yeah, well, it's not that I'm <laughs> negative on him either. Like I have no problem. You want to bring him back for four million dollars a year because that's I think that's the second round or original round tender, whatever it is. Um, I'm fine with that. No problem whatsoever. 
But if they decide to go a different route, I'm okay with that too. I'm not concerned about the backup quarterback as much, except for the veteran presence that could help Zach. Matt, your thoughts. If they don't bring back Mike White, I am flipping the table. Uh, that's it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm quitting you. I'm a Patriots fan now. Yeah, it's <laughs> over for me. How dare you not bring back Mike effing White? Um, like, it's if they bring him back, I'm with you. If they bring him back, fine. If mm-hmm. he walks, okay. Resign Joe Flacco for another year, uh, the veteran minimum, and you're on your way. Greenbean, what about you? Who you want for uh, backup quarterback next year? Uh, well, remember all, remember we talked so much about the jets need to sign a vet backup and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and then, you know, even though we had one on the roster the entire year, uh, we, we made a big deal about it. And then we went and got Flacco, the little panic move or whatever that was. And then Mike white came out and showed that in a, in a small little sample size capacity, maybe he can come in and win a game or two. If Zach Mm -hmm. gets a twisted ankle or something like that. So I would love to see our room. I saw it in the chat. I forget who said it. It said our quarterback room is, uh, it is Jets forever. It says Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White. That's our quarterback room. I would, I would, I think I would like that. I would, I think that's a good quarterback room. Um, it's kind of spread over the generations. You know, Mike White is in his what his fifth year. Zach is going in his second. Joe Flacco's going into his fifteenth uh, or sixteenth year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I think that would make me happy. But if it's not Flacco and they decide to bring in another guy or something, if they go in it with Zach Wilson and Mike White after what we saw, uh, okay, I, I think I'd prefer to go maybe bring in another guy. But uh, I wouldn't be distraught if they decided, hey, we're going to have a young quarterback room. They both played and won in the NFL, and we're going to do that. So I don't know. I think definitely want to keep Mike White around, though. Um, Let's see. K Delgado, 62. Says Jet Nation mock draft for life. Greenbean, do you know who uh, K Delgado is over on Jet Nation? I have no idea who it is. Yeah, K Delgado. Sure thing. Is that K Delgado on like, I don't know. Is that like a username on Jet Nation? I probably talked to this person before. And I, had no I idea think that. so. Yeah, I, it all smears together and, and forgive me. I mean, there are just, you know what I mean? So there's, many there's interesting kind of like piece together. Like sperm Edwards is one of the funniest names yeah. I've come across. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a, that was a good one. Sperm yeah, Edwards. It's a really good one. But he, yeah, the jet nation mock draft for life. I think that's what he's saying. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. if I can do it this year. I've done it the last uh, few years. I mean, it's one of the things I look forward to each year, but it takes some, can, it takes focus, man. Like it takes being actively involved. Like you have to watch what's going on and, because they the the timer goes and they will pick and last year I I missed two picks and I felt terrible about it like they were they were giving me a lot of benefit of the doubt like you know green beans gonna be here like that kind of shit yeah and I you know so anyway I felt Love bad so I might have to back I I did I I felt guilty oh jeez <laughs> oh jeez um let's see we got Jose where's Jose's comment there it is Jose drops in a super chat says my dream draft. Equanu, Jermaine Johnson, Jamison Williams, Travis Jones. Ooh, interesting. That would be. Could you imagine? I don't. Who's Travis Jones? I I don't know who Travis Jones is off the top of my head. But if you can get Equanu at four, Jamison, uh, Jamison, Jamison. Words are Jermaine Johnson at ten. I'm signed up for that all day. And look, if you have to tell me that like we're getting Jamison Williams in the second round and we might have to let him sit for a little bit. I'm kind of okay with that too. <laughs> like I, I'd be pretty pumped on getting him. He was my number one receiver before the draft. And I'm not as worried about the ACL. I just don't 
want to take an injured receiver because I want the immediate impact from week one and throughout training camp. Um, but if you're not, you know, competing for a Super Bowl next year, maybe it's not the worst idea. Uh, do you guys know who Travis Jones is? Well, we just but, talked about him an hour ago. Didn't we? Did we really? The same guy? No, I don't think so. No, this is the UConn defensive tackle. I'm almost positive. Oh, God, oh, D-tackle. I want no part of a D-tackle. I'll tell yeah. you what, though. Uh, Perion Winfrey, though, man. I don't uh, know. I don't want a tackle. I don't want a D-tackle. I hear you. Me, too. I'm in the same boat, but I, I watched him dominate the senior bowl, and I was like, holy shit, that's a player right there. This guy, had me going, this guy had me going in the first half with his first two picks, but cut, lost me in the second. Ooh, would you, would you not take Jamison Williams if he fell to 35? Not a chance. Oh, God, I would run to the board. I would, I would be – I mean, if McBride's there, I'd take McBride. But, man, I would – I would absolutely – if we did not address wide receiver already, I would absolutely run to the podium with that card. I really like Jamison Williams. And just at- punt a rookie year – off his just gone. Yeah. You get him halfway through the season. I mean, it, how is it any different than going? And not that you necessarily want Godwin or, or Gallup, but it's it's not different than going after one of those guys. Only you get a cheaper it contract is. for longer. No, significantly different. He got injured at the very end of the season. They got well, injured. Godwin, They're already Godwin and Gallup got injured. I mean, he got injured probably the first or second week in January, where Gallup and Godwin got injured like this, like middle of December ish was it i thought it was november for godwin anyway two months makes a big deal but was godwin that or i don't think godwin was that early i might be wrong that's just in my brain last week of the season gallup was late uh i wouldn't sign any of those guys either Mm -hmm. i don't know if that makes a difference here but um (laughs) it does i don't think your if your plan is i'm gonna to fix the wide receiver position i'm gonna draft the injured one that that scares me no, but what if that was in conjunction with, say, Allen Robinson in free agency? Does that change your line of thinking? Not really, because then you're only going to have me. them both for half a season, right? Because Allen Robinson, I guess, would be a one-year deal. Maybe. I mean, Corey Davis only Five has years. one more year left if we want to move on from him. I mean, he's got he was signed for a three-year deal, but we could get out, out of it after next year. So there's no there's no guarantee he's here for two more. Okay. Right? Yeah, I still don't think I would do it. I would want more. Of a sure now, thing Matt, right think think about it this way: at w- at what round, if Jamison Williams is sitting there, what round are you like? I can't possibly pass this guy up here. Which round is it? Is it the second or third? Probably or third, it? but I know he's not going to be there in third. the third round. I just mm-hmm. don't want to spend a top forty pick on someone who might not play half the year. I think he's going to go first round. The I don't think way. he's even there for us in the second. I think someone. I think like the Chiefs will pull the trigger late. Right, they can afford to the right. the yes. Chiefs, uh, Buffalo, like a team who is pretty much in it and just could use a little bit of an extra push. They mm-hmm. could afford that gamble. The Jets can't. I think that is a fair assessment, and that's all right. I hope this doesn't come about because I'd be so I like I would want us to make the move, but I know how like bad it would be <laughs> if we made the move and we couldn't see him for like a nice chunk of time. Uh, Brian Regan. Thank you so much for the super chat. Brother says, assuming we go either edge or O-line at four, what would you think about Hamilton if he slips to 10? If he slips to 10 and the Jets have taken, say, Aquanu or Neal at four, I would take him at 10, 100%. And I would try to move up to go get my edge rusher. I think that's probably where I'm at. 
if they really think Hamilton is generational. Although if I th- if they think Hamilton's generational, I don't think he makes it to 10. That's the issue I kind of run into. Like if he falls to 10, there's probably a reason why he fell that far. Um, Greenbean, well, I know you're pretty high on Hamilton, yeah. but what are your thoughts on this situation? Well, I think just to comment on what you just said, you know, if, if Hamilton falls, it's because desperate teams are, are reaching for need. I mean, that's, that's what happens up top. You see it all the Mm -hmm. time. Uh, teams overdrafting quarterbacks, they desperately need an offensive lineman. So they bypass the talent there and they go get, you know, whatever it is. So that could be one of the things, because like we say all the time, the truth is, is that safety is not quite the impact position of many others. And, and we call it, a, it's not a premier position and that's accurate. Mm-hmm. So if he slides to 10, uh, I would have a hard time passing him up. Um, and I wouldn't look at the reasons. Um, but I also think that the injury thing, they really do have to check and see how healthy is it? Can he perform in the combine? If he can, he's going to blow it out of the park. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, he's so incredibly athletic, uh, that he's going to look fantastic and that might change things. But if he slid to 10, um, no matter what I pick at the first pick, like let's say Hutchinson slides and I get my guy yeah, yeah. and then I'm yep. sitting there at 10 and fucking Hamilton's there, dude, I, I got to do it. And then I'll just take like everybody's saying, I'll take Raymond. I'll take Penning with, you know, my second round pick. If I really want to tackle, I'll take Lindstrom, you know, whatever it is. There are definitely high caliber turnkey starting guards and tackles in the second round. Now, our teams are going to do much more intel on them than and and deep dives than we do, but at the same time, I think that that's generally the case, and that's what I talked about earlier with drop off. So Kyle Hamilton is a stud. I I get why people don't want to draft him. I get it a hundred percent. But if he's there at ten, I think shush, you got to take him. Or at least consider. Yeah, he well he could help all three levels of the defense. I think that's what's so huge. And then you're getting that generational, air quotes, uh, prospect. So I. <laughs> Look, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed not to take him at that point. Matt, how are you feeling about Hamilton at 10 if he falls there? Yeah, man, anytime you have the opportunity to take a generational safety in the top 10, I think you just have to do it. <laughs> Get Someone's tired of being Is there a layer of sarcasm there? <laughs> no, no, you have to. You got to do it. I, I, You're fucking with me. Yes. You absolutely are. Someone's tired. He's tired of the question. Opinion. That's all that is. Matt's had it. He's oh god! <laughs> you can see the steam coming out of his headset. No, you, just, you have to. He's too good. You are frustrating me, Matt. I want I want anger. <laughs> I want upset. That's a. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. That's all right. Look, I I think we're on board with that. I would trade up and try to get my edge rusher. Then I think at that point, edge rush is so important. You bet. That's why you want to take an edge rusher in free agency. Go after a vet, so that way you can go Equanu and Hamilton if you can. Just a thought. Um, whoops, sorry, Chris. We're going to go to the other Super Chat first. Disregard Papa was in here first. Thank you for the Super Chat. Brother says, thoughts on Equanu, Evan Neal, or, and Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, if you had to choose, which one would you choose? Also, our number four pick, should we go all O-line? Yes, I would go offensive line unless one of the top two edges is there. I would even consider o-line even with an edge there i I think it's not as easy a conversation as it might have been you know six months ago when we thought becton was uh, you know a lot to be healthy and everything um if i had to choose between aquanu neil and tyler linderbaum i would take aquanu aquanu is my top guy right now um then i would go evan neil 
and then I would say Linderbaum. Um, if you go with the edge at four and Linderbaum falls to 10, no problem. Run up to the podium, take Linderbaum. It's all right. I, I think McGovern is not going to be here beyond this year anyway. So I think we have to address center at some point. And if you think this is a generational guy, much like the Hamilton conversation, I'm okay with it. Um, so yeah, I like O-line. Matt, what are your thoughts on the three linemen? Um, I would probably go um, Neil, Aquanu, and Linderbaum in that order. Mm -hmm. um, Neil and Aquanu are close, but I think Neil's the best offensive lineman in this class. Um, I probably don't want to take center, but mm -hmm. if we had to rank them, that's that's the order I'm going with. But uh, I would take one of Neil or Aquanu at four, and I think one of them will be there. Green. <coughs> Beer went down the wrong pipe. Green Bean, your thoughts? Uh, well, I, you know, I'm going to, after this stream is when I'm doing my top 10 tackle deep dive. Like I've done a lot of, you know, look, you know, I've done a lot of uh, research on them, but tonight is my, I'm, I'm going to spend some time and actually deep dive into a lot of their, uh, you know, breaking them down a little bit for myself. But so I don't know who I like more of Evan Neal, uh, Aquanu, and the rest of the, top five let's say tackles i really don't know i'll go with matt right now and say i'd go neil aquanu linderbaum but mm -hmm. uh, i feel the same way about center you know i'm just i'm concerned um but look if we traded back from 10 or something like that and we're at 15 16 and linderbaum's there uh i you know and even if they honestly if they if they decide hey we want our center for the next 10 years we grab matt 10 am i gonna be pissed probably not uh you know I, I I like the uh, the uh, the conviction. You know what I mean. Like if we went like Evan Neal, Linderbaum, I'm like, okay. I get it. And again, I wouldn't necessarily do that myself, but I get it. So I would be happy with it. I think. I'd like to hear your thoughts after you watch Aquanu's tape. I really want you to 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 shoot me a text because <laughs> I like I watched it and I was like, okay. I'm gonna run through a brick wall. Like I want to plant this dude six <laughs> feet deep. Like oh god, he is violent. He is an angry man. This is he's a Joe Douglas pick, 100 percent Yeah. Um, Chris Bradigan drops in with super chat. Chris says, Do you guys see the Jets trading up or down with any of the first four picks during the draft or trading one for a proven player? I would say we are going to attempt to trade for a proven player, probably wide receiver. Um, but maybe edge. Never know. Um I would I would like to see a trade for a receiver. Now, if we don't do that, I could definitely see a trade up. I think going from the second round back into the first round is very, very possible. I would love to go from 38, obviously, because I want to keep 35 because it's a little bit higher. Um, but I would love to give up, you know, a third or a fourth round pick. Let's call it a fourth round pick, maybe a little bit more to jump in front of Miami. If you want to get Trey McBride at that point, because you're not giving up the third round pick, I'm okay with that. Or if you're like dead set, you're like, hey, this guy is the guy. Like of all the draft picks we could get, we want the tight end to make this offense work. Give up the third, give up the second, move up, go get your guy. Um, I believe in quality over quantity for this particular draft. Like if I were to trade down, like I would love to trade down from 10 and pick up a first next year. I don't care about the draft pick this year. If we want to slide back to 18 to 20, whatever. Cool with that. Give me two first next year. I'm way happier. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on trading up or trading down with our first four picks? Well, you know what? I, I've been thinking a lot about that. Uh, you know, people are talking. I think you even mentioned it about like trying to get back into the first from pick 35 because it's so mm -hmm. close. So, you know, you could 
use a fourth round pick and get back into that round, like towards the end. So if somebody's sliding through, uh, I think that would be interesting as much as I love, you know, two picks in almost every round that we have picks. I, I really do like that. Uh, at the same time, if you could use a fourth round pick and then get a third first, uh, and I think that would be, uh, you know, a good, a good thing to consider now sliding back. Is that, are we, are we talking about sliding back or just yep. trading up? Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I really want this year to be a year that we are able to pull in some blue chip talent. Like I, I really do. Like I, like we've said, I, I want some freaks. I want guys that we can look at on our team and go, yeah, we have the best guy at this. Or like we have the best guy in the AFC here. Like we had with Revis and and some other guys like Mawai, like those kinds of guys. I want that. And I think this this draft, we can do that. That said, if somebody came with a door blowing, you know, an offer that blows your hair back for four, they're giving you three firsts and all that kind of stuff because they love somebody. I would I would uh, I would probably end up taking that as well. So all depends. Matt, what about you? How are you feeling about trade up, trade down? Um, trading back from 10, I think, is your most likely situation. Mm-hmm. It, um, I'd be surprised if they moved up. Um, I don't think they're going to do that. I feel like they want to stay at pick four because like Green Bean was saying, you kind of need that one blue, at least that one blue chip guy. Uh, and 10, it depends on how the board falls too. Like, obviously, that's a big factor in it. But if you move back, I don't know, five spots, something like that. Um, I don't think I want to move past like 20. I think that's probably about as far back as I would go. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if you could pick up a second and, you know, maybe something else, then I would consider it. I like it. I like it. Uh, Michael Elias drops in the super chat, says if Jameson Williams and McBride are there at 35, you take Williams, hope McBride is there at 38, and then pivot to Rucker in the third. And if not, then pivot to Rucker in the third. I like I like Michael. I like his comments a lot. <laughs> like I, I really like Jameson Williams. He was my top receiver prior to the injury. So if I can get over the fact that he's going to miss the first half of the season and have, you know, the elite status that I thought he was going to be at, I'm okay with that. I don't know if I would take him over McBride. I think if McBride's there, oh God, man, now you're putting me in a weird situation because I, I like Ruckert a lot. Do I like Ruckert enough to make him a second round pick? I think I'm probably close to there. I don't know if I'm I'm quite there yet. I probably want to see the combine. And I want to see everything else, but like it seems like the guy's legit. Um, so Jameson Williams, yeah, okay. You know what? I, I'll sign up for this. Jameson Williams, McBride at 38, because what are the chances he goes at 36 and 37? Right. I don't know who's picking those picks. Let, let me let me look who's picking those picks before I actually make. Yeah, my, yeah. Hold on. I'm just, that's exactly what I'm looking at here. Hold right? on a second. Okay, see. so <laughs> the full order. So it would be if you take Jameson Williams at 35, then you need McBride to fall past the Giants and Houston at 36 and 37. Do we it think can... the Giants are losing Evan Ingram? So you may want to take yeah. McBride before yeah. that pick. Especially um, if the Giants went and did went edge rusher like they're predicted to in uh, everybody's mocks at five or seven. If they if they address the edge in the in the uh, first round, then more than likely they're not going to use a second on it too. So you you know you could think that way too. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people predict. A lot of my friends that are Giant fans 
have said they're all on board double dipping O-line. And I think they're hoping for Neil or Aquanu at five, which I don't think either one of them's well, I shouldn't say either one, but I, I don't think they're going to be there for them. Uh, and then getting like a Linderbaum like that. Those seem like the two likely outcomes, whether it be O-line, O-line or O-line edge. And then they could go tight end at 36 sitting there. Matt, what are your thoughts? Uh, I know you're, <laughs> you wouldn't do Jameson Williams, but what are your thoughts on Michael's comment? Oh, James, I, you know, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Jermaine Johnson for some reason. So Ooh, forgive no, me. Jameson Williams. But I was talking about. If you got Jameson Williams no, at 35. No, I'm not taking. I'm with Matt there, man. I'm like 99% with Matt. So sorry. Forgive me. I was talking I about a completely different subject. <laughs> I'm not gung-ho about it. But if you're telling me I can get my top wide receiver and like, you know, he's going to, he's going to sit out for a little bit. Eh. I've watched enough bad football. I could wait six more months. <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. The, the jets don't, don't have the luxury of waiting, which is kind of what I said last time. They have to put some wins on the table and I'm tired of running out the Jeff Smith's and the Vincent Smith's for weeks on end. I don't think your plan could be, we're going to try to fix our wide receiver room by taking a massive gamble in the second round. It should either be I am using that second round pick and trading it for an established wide receiver, or I am taking the best and healthiest receiver at 10 and trying my luck there. I like Jamison Williams a lot. I wanted him to be the pick at 10 before the injury, but again, it, it, the Jets aren't the Buffalo Bills. They aren't the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not the Green Bay Packers. They're not teams who can... Ha who have talent that can afford to waste, not waste, but spend a top 40 pick on a player that is a gamble. Could have been a top 10 pick. Dude, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, if you're going to miss him for six months, you get an extra first round pick for taking him in the second round. Like that, oh, dude, that gets me excited. Like, that's how I'm looking. I'm thinking long term. But it, the thing that sucks about taking him in the second round versus taking him in the first round, you don't get the fifth year option. So now you only get three and a half years of him. So I can understand that being the hesitation. Yeah, but I would hmm. not. This, I would not be taking Jamison Williams to solve my quarterback room. I'm taking Jamison Williams because I've already taken a free agent wide receiver that I feel comfortable with. Because look, we're going to be running out 12 personnel anyway. We only need two receivers. You get, you let one guy sit. You cut Corey Davis. Jamison Williams jumps in next year. You are rocking with him and Elijah Moore. Maybe you could. Maybe. Yeah, but the real question is, what about? Jermaine Johnson. That's what that's what we're really talking about here. I, I'm if you're thinking Jermaine Johnson, <laughs> if he's there at 35, I'm running to the podium. But I would take him at 10. I think he's going to go up that high. I really do. I was watching some tape on him today. Really good. Hey, I wanted to cool. point point. I want to drag Sorry. your attention to something. Nightbot yeah. is in the is in the chat being weird, and I don't know if Nightbot is angry that you moved on to another uh, another helpful little. AI it says the alias command to be of like does not oh. exist. Oh no. It's because someone is uh, trying to use commands. So I, I turn off certain commands. Um, oh, I thought it was being testy with you. We, we, I'm yeah, like an angry another, girlfriend. We're going to have a fight between uh, the Streamlabs <laughs> bot and the Nightbot. Bot. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> it's. I wish I could get them to fight with each other. That would be fantastic. Uh, but I think what's happening is someone's trying to... Um, I think trying to, to trigger a command that I have not allowed to be triggered. I, although I don't think, Oh, see, Matt's trying to pick another winner. I see how it is. Well, that's actually pretty good. Cause I got to pick another winner anyway. So 
I'm just it trolling. Works out. Let, let me know who it is. Um, all right. Where was that other super chat? I saw this one come up. Michael V. Basso. Thank you so much for the super chat. He says, loved how the Jets staff handled the senior bowl. It was a great way for the coaches to evaluate the players. I would like to, uh, I would like this system for the preseason. Michael, were you listening to me? Because I, I definitely said this the other day, and I love that idea. If you can take away your head coach and your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator, maybe maybe you allow them to coach it, but whatever. You go into the preseason, we don't. We only see 32 head coaches throughout the course of the year. If you're lucky, sometimes you – I shouldn't say if you're lucky. You may get 35 if you get some guys fired midseason or something like that. But if you were to turn the preseason into an evaluating of players and an evaluating of coaches – with like LaFleur maybe spending a little time as offense uh, as head coach, or maybe it's Ron Middleton spending time as head coach. Because guess what? Him getting more reps at head coach, if they wind, if someone winds up signing him as their head coach, we get at least a third round comp pick. And I'm all about that. 100%. If you could promote more growth within the NFL for these coaches and you get a little more tape on them and you can see the decisions is the 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 the, the decisions they make. I'm all about it. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on how the Jets handled the senior bowl and coaches coaching in the preseason? First, I want to congratulate Matt O'Leary and myself for being the two most recent winners of the t-shirt. I'm very excited <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, I think uh, Matt, what an I incredible what doing with that pen 15. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> you are as mature as I am. And I think it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Would you like to join uh, the pen 15 club? I, I don't know what the pen 15 is. Wait, is that that naked pen you have? Oh, no, no, no. Well, we could we could get you in the club using that pen, 100%. Um, but basically, it, oh, I'm not going to write it on my hand. That's, that's how you do it. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to show you the pen 15 club. I'm sorry. My, my fives kind of look like S's. Oh, pen 15. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm in third grade. I love it. This is fantastic. Yeah, this is good. That's the stuff we slide by our third grade teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you start making up fake names. That's what I wish I could right. get fake names from the Nightbot. That would be fantastic. Well, for Maybe many years, our term our term for weed was Fred. So it's Fred hanging. Is Fred coming tonight? No, I don't know where Fred oh. is. Okay, I'll 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 try to find Fred. So you know no. what okay. we used to do. We used to call, uh, it would, so we, Hey, my buddy, Rich, you want to come over? We're going to have a chicken and rice dinner. Chicken was alcohol. <laughs> Pot was, was, uh, rice. So you'd be able to talk and text and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> you'd be like, Oh yeah, get some rice. I'm having some rice for dinner. Like, okay, we, we see what's going on. Hey, you want to hear an interesting one? My, 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 this is, uh, you know, I'm going to touch Ali the, says he's joining the, us in five minutes. So that's kind of, cool. I'm going to touch the line here before our league gets here. Uh, but years ago, my my drug dealer worked at the local local Taco Bell and he oh. sold cocaine and crack out of the Taco Bell drive through window. So he would know it was us when we went there. We would order. I forget what it was. It was like Number a burrito. 13. Well, a burrito supreme, like five burrito supremes with no this and that he would know or taco. So that was crack. And then five taco, whatever it was. I forget the specifics, but then when we pulled up to the window, you'd hand him the cash, you'd hand you a bag, and you were gone. It was, you know. <laughs> they had they had something like that going Man, on in right? my town, but it was at a Burger King. 
I don't know if yeah. it was for for coke or anything. I'm pretty sure it was for pop, but like it, sketchy area. Lots of rumors going around in high school. Yeah, we were, uh, you know, we we're bad, bad drug addicts. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on the senior bowl and coaches coaching in the preseason? Um, no, I, I would like to see the co- the coaches who are actually going to be uh, coaching evaluate the back end of their roster. So I'm going to pass on that. So do you think the coach would have I see I'm of the opinion that I think the coach could have more of a view on the players if he's not focused on calling the plays. Now maybe maybe he wants to know the plays. I mean, but he could have it scripted, right? Like I don't know. I, I like the but, idea of having coaches coach. Although I don't like the idea of having LaFleur possibly look good in the preseason and have someone snatch him up. Um Yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, it's a little gimmicky for me. All right, all right. See how it is. Um, I see Dom C. Where's that other super chat? I saw one in here. All right. One again. You won again? I got to pick another Nightbot qualifier. (laughs) Oh, I see Ali in here. I'll get Ali in here in just a second. Give me just a second. Copying and pasting things. Ali, welcome to Talking Jets. What's good, brother? How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing fun. Rusty Spooner's upset with Nightbot. He says Streamlabs greater than Nightbot. We're having a Nightbot fight or a, a bot fight in, in the <laughs> chat. I accidentally put two on and now they're both going and now people are like, WTF, mate? They're mad um, at each other. Right? All right. Uh, hold on. Let me find this one again. <laughs> Someone typed boobs in the chat. I love it. 80085. <laughs> um, all right. Joe Grana drops in the super chat says, what is the worst first round combo of picks at four and 10 that you would still be happy with and really couldn't complain? Um, it would be Hamilton at four and it would be sauce Gardner at 10. I would be very upset with that, but they were both positions of need and I, I will sit and stew about it. <laughs> Ali, I want to get your thoughts. What are the worst two first round picks you could have at four and 10? Uh, <laughs> um, probably a safety at four. Um, <laughs> there you go, man. And then at ten, or I'll say Derek Stingley. Kind of I'll say Derek Stingley at ten. I would be upset yeah, with Stingley. I, I would prefer that, Sauce over Stingley, so I'd be upset with Stingley. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I just the position group. I it has to be either offensive lineman or an edge or mm-hmm. some sort like that, maybe in a wideout. But I'll be very upset if it's like a safety and a defensive lineman. Not an end, like you? just a random defensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, like like a tackle or like D-tackle yeah, or something that's just, but yeah, that's... Green Bean, what would your worst four and ten picks be? Oh, the worst. Still yeah, be okay I... with like it's not. It's not like it's like not. We're not taking a quarterback at four, but like things you would still be okay with, but still like eh. Well, I got to say, there's a lot that I would be okay with. Like, even though I have my own specific, you know, tact, uh, like I said, like if, if they decided to do some other things, like go, uh, you know, tackle and receiver, like I, I get it, even though I don't want to see that I wouldn't be rooting for that. But I mm-hmm. think Ali said it like defensive tackle. If we're using any of those top 10 picks for a defensive tackle, I would be very disappointed. And the other one I was going to say is quarterback. Like, it's like all the rumors you hear that we're going to get, 
were number one, uh, the highest odds to get Jimmy G or highest odds to get uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like, uh, then we go and we take, you know, uh, Malik Willis at four. Like, I would lose it. That would make me upset. And anything else I could get with but those two things I just said. Matt, how are you feeling about four and ten? And what would piss you off? So is it are we going just piss me off or like something that it was bad that would maybe I could talk myself into being good? Let's go that route because I because I don't want to go like the D tackle quarterback route because I kicker and punter, right? Like there's like I could go a bunch of different ways, I'd be very upset. But like realistically, what could you see the Jets doing that you would be irritated with? Um still happy. Yeah, so this is hard. So I wanted to think about it for a little bit. I would say Linderbaum at four and uh, Devin Lloyd at 10. Um, Because I think both are good players, but I wouldn't want to take those guys in that spot. So I'd be I'd be like, okay, these are two guys who probably be here for a while. And yeah, they're they're both positions in need. But I don't know if I would have did that. But then at the same time, I could probably talk myself into being happy with it. So that's actually a really really good answer because that's how you kind of have to look at it. It's like, okay, good player. Don't hate the player. Just hate the pick at like the need we need. (laughs) So good, good, good thoughts. Really good question. Really good question, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Dom C our buddy Dom C drops in with super chat says, who is the one player you think is not being talked about enough as a fit for us. And one player jets fans are hyping up too much all right good let's one. do this um all right someone that we're not hyping up enough is this a draft free agency or our own team question Ooh, that's a that's a good thing i'm, I'm assuming he's talking draft okay um yeah let, let, let's take this as a draft question so i'm gonna say one that people are hyping too much I'll say next. I'm going to say one that people aren't hyping enough first. Um, I'll say, hmm, that's a tough one. Not enough. See, I don't want to get it hyped up because then people are going to start talking about him. Um, hmm. Okay. Jermaine, I, I like Jermaine Johnson. I, I keep saying Jermaine Johnson at 10. I was and, literally about to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I'll say Jermaine Johnson should be hyped up more. I think he's. I would be fine with taking him at 10. That'll that'll be my who's not being talked about. My who is being talked about too much and being overhyped. I'm going to say it. It's Trey McBride. Like, look, I, I want the guy in the second round, but everyone is riding him right now. And, like, if you say, hey, you could get Ruckert in the third – I might take Ruckert in the third over McBride in the second, depending on who's on the board. Um, you look at some of the guys that were taken in the first round at tight end, and a lot of them over the course of the last 10 years, not good. The only ones worth their picks, and it's even arguably worth their picks, is Pitts at four and Hawkinson at eight. And Hawkinson at eight, you're getting like 50 yards a game. Is that really worth that? The rest of the first round picks all have been bust when you consider the players that were taken around them. So, yeah, I'll say McBride and I'll say Jermaine Johnson. Uh, Matt, are you ready? With yes. Um, right, we'll go with you. We'll go to Green B and then we'll go to Ali last. So the player that I think needs or deserves more love, it's kind of playing off your McBride one. And I'm going to say Jeremy Ruckert. Uh, I think he is getting love, but I think 
people are so obsessed with McBride, they're not necessarily appreciating how good Rutgers is. So that's kind of the angle that I wanted to go with there. And I then that. I think uh, Derek Stingley is a little bit uh, on the overrated side. Mm, that's um, a good one. But again, 20, 2019 Stingley, different conversation. But I think people mm. are focusing too much on tape that's a couple of years old at this point. I like that a lot. Green Bean, talk to me. Um, well, I think that a player that and now, and you know, I'm going to still do some deep diving, but I think it's interesting that Jets fans are so high on Evan Neal at 360 pounds when Makai Becton is a perpetual injury concern at 367 because of his weight. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one that makes me scratch my head a little bit. And again, I'm a, I'm going to D I'm going to be digging into him, uh, deeper than I have yet tonight. So we'll see, but that one, I, I think that's an interesting one. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I don't see how that fits. But a guy that I don't think we're talking about enough, even though it, it's not going to be a top 40 pick, uh, is Kyle Phillips, man. I uh, That guy, if, 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 if you want to let Berrios go and bring in Kyle Phillips in the, in the mids to late rounds, I think slam dunk, man. That guy is unbelievable out of UCLA. And I think, again, I'm not saying he's a top, two round pick, but I think that's a guy that more Jets fans need to take a look at uh, as a solution to wide receiver uh, in the, you know, the slot position, kick returner, all that kind of stuff. He's a guy that I think isn't getting enough love out there. So yeah, Evan Neal and Kyle Phillips. Wow. Some really good answers. Ali, talk to me. Who you think's overhyped? Who you think's not overhyped? Uh, for overhyped, uh, it's a new name. I feel it's Traylon Burks. Uh, he's been on a lot of Jets radar, um, and a lot of people are kind of overhyping him. I think he's not where people are projecting him um, and think that the Jets are going to get, like, a star wide receiver at him right out of the gate. Um, you know, enough film, maybe he can be, but, like, from the film I watched, I don't think he was going to be, like, that outstanding of a player. Um you guys pretty much took all the ones that I was going to do. And I literally wrote an <laughs> article. Literally, I was releasing an article in two days about this topic. because I was at the So who would you, who would you go? Give, give me who you would talk about. Because I, I think you're talking Jermaine Johnson. Yes, I was. Um, and you took it right out. He's an edge that, you know, if we don't get the top guys, he's a guy that you, I would take 100%. He was winning all his battles. I said in your stream last week, he was mm -hmm. winning every battle. Uh Every rep counted, and he was on fire. Um, and he's a guy that's just been overlooked because of these top guys that have been at the you know top three pick uh, margin. So I think he's a guy that's been just overlooked a lot. Um, and you know I hope that he can um, you know make and be there for the Jets. And the Jets saw that uh, because I believe he was on the Jets team. So I think he. It's, it's just it, if the Jets are available, if at our pick he's available, I would take him 100%. Uh, Chris Miser drops in, Miser says, Everyone's hot takes. Ooh, ooh, okay, give me a second. Oh, sorry, beer burps. Hot cakes, mm. hot mm. cakes, hot cakes. <laughs> um, if anyone has a hot take, raise your hand and we'll go to you first. I got. I got to think of one. Yeah, I got to think. Of a a hot take one. regarding what? Anything. anything. The world is your oyster, Ali. Could be anything. Hmm. Could be anything. Okay. Um. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah, I'm stumped for some reason. I got nothing. I don't Why's know that? if it's so much of a hot take, but I don't think Braxton Barrios is here next year. Hmm. Not if he wants $9 million. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> but I just, I get the feeling. I think Joe Douglas wants to be around five and I think he will get more. And what kills me is he's probably going to go to the Patriots because we snatched him off their practice squad and they're just right. going to be itching to get him back. And it's going to be one of those Danny Woodhead situations. It's going to burn me up inside. Um, but even more, he's because he's uh, oh, he's going to be because it's yeah. he's good. Like that's the thing that yeah. kills me is like, just please don't ask for nine. <laughs> like please don't ask for like I want you back on the team. Please don't ask for nine. If you want to do an incentive based contract, you want to give him Cole Beasley seven million dollars a year. Okay, fine, I can live with that. Give him the incentive up to nine if he has top what fifteen, top ten slot numbers, whatever it is. Green light, go ahead, fine. I just don't want to see him go to the Patriots. Yeah. Anyone else got one? Here's I'm my hot take. All right, go, go on, Matt. No, you, I was just saying, I'm still, no, I'm still stumped. I'm saying, so I'd, I'd prefer. Okay. All right. Here's my hot take. All right. Now I'm going to watch the chat blow up at me. Uh, both Becton and Denzel Mims are going to be on this team next year, starting next year and impactful next year. There you go. Ooh, Heard it here first. A, that's a good hot take. Yeah. I thought you were going to go a different direction. Denzel Mims and Mekhi Becton will not be on this team at the start of next year. Nope. That would have been. Nope. I'm going to put you on the spot. Why? 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 Because I've watched every snap of both of their careers in college. I watched their rookie years. Last year where it was an anomaly in a 23-year-old wide receiver's uh, career. Whatever we have of Denzel Mims last year was the outlier. So we have significantly more data to support that he's a good player than a bad player. We don't know what the what happened last year. We know he ate salmon. We know fucking he got COVID. All the things. We don't know what it was specifically. Uh, again, everything leading up says that, that this guy's a stud. Makai Becton was dominating Nick Bosa, um, and he started 14 games for us in his rookie year and looked like a pro bowler. Again, got rolled on. The injury lasted longer than we thought, uh, but I think everybody's nuts. And we're just jumping to, uh, off the cliff on two guys that are are uh, in their third year and had enough rookie season to show us significant, significantly more talent than they're giving credit for, get, given credit for. So I think both of them. That's right. Eat it, all of you, in the chat. Ooh, okay. Matt, you got something for me? I got a good I enough answer, Ali. And uh, <laughs> it, it's this is it's not a hot take, but it is at the same time. Okay. And the reason why it is is because it's only happened once in the last 10 years for the Jets. Their quarterback, Zach Wilson, is going to start every game in 2022. Ooh, okay. All right. That's kind of like the uh, the lukewarm of hot takes, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll, no, I see what you're saying. No, you're right. Look, it's a tough sport. The, the chances of you having a player that plays all – 17 games now it's slim i would bet the percentage across the league is like less than 50 percent. yeah i don't know that's my first one for now maybe i'll think of another, another one another time i don't know Fair i don't want to put on a hot on uh hot take spot i know yeah that's what I this like, one's I coming back like, to bite I... me matt you know this oh, is God, coming back for me later yeah, See, I would have loved some jackass is gonna clip that and tweet it at green bean all year <laughs> and then god knows where every Dude, sunday I... night yeah, I, I I like the almost where where 
where Green Bean was going to go. I thought he was going to go with the Becton was going to be traded. And I was like, ooh, I should have picked yeah, that one. That's a great idea. Good one. <laughs> Ali, you got a hot take for us? Uh, yes. Um, I do think the Jets will trade for a superstar wide receiver this year. Okay. Uh, I don't think they like – I don't really like as much. Like, there's a couple of good wideouts in this draft, but I feel like if they really want to improve – their team and actually want to develop Zach Wilson um, and don't let this be another, you know, Sam Donald situation, Geno Smith situation. Um, they go out and get a star wide receiver, put it, pair them with Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and get this offense into another gear. Um, and I think there's a lot of wideouts in the market. They're going to definitely do a deep dive and that might cost a first round pick of one of our first round picks, at least a 10th one, maybe. So I would, I would see them trading for a wide receiver this season. Zachary Magaco, Mag, Mag, Matt, I need your help. How do you say his name? Uh, I'm going to say um, Magiacomo. Oh, wow. That's a good, okay. Zachary Magiacomo. Thank you so much for the super chat says, what wide receiver do you want to target in free agency and what other players in free agency? Okay. That's a loaded question. Cause there's a lot, a lot, lot there um let's go receiver wise hmm. 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 here's the answer Raxon Raxon Barrios. yeah Barrios would be the would be the guy that's right? that's a that's a good question to something that i think zachary's probably a little irritated that you guessed but uh yeah i free agent wise i don't know i don't love the free agent wide receiver class now that godwin and gallup are out I mean, hopefully Cooper or another receiver maybe gets cut. That's who I would maybe go for. Uh, I think Jarvis Landry's definitely getting cut. I would take Jarvis Landry probably over a, a few of the other receivers because um, I think he'll come a little bit cheaper. I'll, I'll say Jarvis Landry with like uh, Allen Robinson, you know, kicker, I guess. Ali, what do you think? That's the thing. Allen Robinson's name scares me every single year. I feel like every yep. time in January, February, we're like, we're going to get Allen Robinson, and then he just ends up staying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it's always a back to, I, I just don't like any of the wideouts. That's why I wanted to trade. Um, and that's for Calvin Ridley. I really, if he's mentally good and ready to go, I would definitely trade for him. And if they, even if you want to have to trade for Amari Cooper, somehow, like, even if he like, gets tagged or something like that. I would trade for Amari Cooper. I think he would be dynamic in our offense. Yeah, Cooper's the guy. If I had to trade for a receiver, if you could figure out the contract and you're okay eating $20 million, I think Cooper's the way I'd want to go with the trade. Uh, Green Bean, who would you say you want as a free agent wide receiver? Microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because I was talking to the kids. Um, yeah, sorry. I know Ali doesn't like the Robinson idea, but I happen to. Uh, I think Robinson is uh, is a, is an exceptional wide receiver. He had a down year, obviously had some some injury stuff. But when you look at his quarterback carousel the last couple of years and his situation um, with Nagy and everything, there's every reason to understand why he would have dips in his production. And I think this is an opportunity to get that $20 million wide receiver for significantly less, maybe 15, maybe something like that. So you can actually get him at a a bargain rate because of those numbers. And he's Mm going to want to prove the world wrong and everything. So maybe you give him a two-year contract. 
uh, or something like that, and then uh, keep bringing in young bodies and everything behind him. But I think having Allen Robinson with Elijah Moore and uh, Corey Davis out there for a year would be fun. That'd be good. Yeah, the, That's the guy I think I'd like most. The connection with Robert Sala, I, I think that seems like a potentially likely situation for the New York Jets. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on wide receiver? Uh, I don't really like that many free agent wide receivers. I'm more of a draft or trade for one. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if we're counting Braxton Barrios, I would like to bring him back, but at $5 million, not $9 million. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I would say either a trade for like a, a Cooper Ridley or use pick 10 on Burks London or um, Wilson. Uh, Mark Rich drops in the super chat says cut Crowder's 5 million. Does that make Barrios 9 million? Okay. No, because Crowder's already off the team. He's not under contract, but I get what you're saying. If you remove Barrios or if you remove Crowder and you remove Keelan Cole, that frees up, you know, $10 million worth of wide receiver money. And you just give that over to Barrios. doesn't quite work that way, but I, I see where you're going with it. And I, I don't hate it, but it's not necessarily the right way to think about it. Um, let's see, Greenbean. I'm going to ask you to jump over to last week's talk in Jetstream uh, and just get Got five it. names ready for me. Uh, Nickel, oh, this is a weird. Okay, Nicholas George the King. Wow, I said that right. Nicholas George the King. Thank you for the super chat. Says hot take. Carter leads league in yards per carry and total yards, along with most yards after contact. I think he is going to get most yards after contact. Um, I would love to see the rest of it. That would, that would be fantastic. Sign me up for it. Yes, 100%. Uh, Chris drops in with another super chat, says, my hot take is that we get Allen Robinson. Ooh, see? I think Allen Robinson is going to be a trending name for us just because of that Salah connection. We've talked about it like multiple, multiple times. Uh, he says, we're going to get him on the cheap cheap due to a down year. Thoughts? And cheap. I'd be And I would be cool with that and double dipping in the draft for O-line, D-line in the top two picks. Double dipping in the draft. Now you're confusing me. <laughs> This is okay. <laughs> double dipping right. in the draft does not mean going for two different positions. You got to look up what, what double dip means, Chris. But yes, or maybe, uh, if, if, maybe he's if, saying out of the four picks, two O line, two D line. Yeah. Maybe he is saying that. God, I don't love that, but no, I don't, no, I don't love get that. it done. Sorry. Get it no, done. He's, he, he's committing. No. He's committing. No. Oh. I do. I like Allen Robinson. I could get on board with Allen Robinson. Um, I, I would say I would not want to double dip, but I would, I do want to spend our top picks. One O line, one edge rusher. Ali, your thoughts? I agree. I really do want them to focus on. Um, we all know that Douglas. I saw offensive line, so he's definitely going to go offensive lineman somewhere with those top picks. And there's a lot of good, great guys out there um, that they can choose from. Um, and for the edge rusher, we do need an edge rusher. Obviously, we're getting Carl Lawson back. Uh, we do need an edge rusher though, and Jermaine Johnson is where it comes in handy because he's a guy that. Could come in. He's a solid player. He's a very good locker room guy. Uh, players spoke highly of him at the Senior Bowl. So I think um, props to him. If the Jets can get him, that's a slam dunk. Uh, Greenbean, we heard your thoughts on Allen Robinson. Matt, I want to hear your quick thoughts on Allen Robinson. Um, I am afraid of Allen Robinson uh, with the production from this past year. And I know people are going to point to, well, he played awful quarterback play. True. But he also put up good numbers with Bortles and Foles and uh, who the hell else was there last year? Trubisky. Um, So I think it's a little bit more than just um, it it was a a bad year with quarterback play. Um, So I'm a little bit worried with him. Um, I see FM in the chat. 
real quick. Uh, he said, oh, nope, sorry, that's the wrong one. Where'd it go? Uh, he says, Ryan, what is the Salah Robinson connection that you refer to? It's because they were both. So Salah was the linebackers coach in Jacksonville while Robinson was the wide receiver in Jacksonville. So there is a connection. They do know each other. Um, all right. Where is Iowan Jets fan? Iowan Jets fan drops him in the super chat says, Ryan needs to stop talking about wide receivers he likes. Every time he names one, <laughs> they tear their ACL. <laughs> yes. Gallup, Godwin, and friggin' Jamison Williams. Every receiver that I've liked so far, my top three for the offseason, all tore their ACLs. And I'm not I don't, happy. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you compare with Matt's jersey thing, though, man. I think it was what a half hour after he made that little clip. These are the jerseys I I buckled and bought them. Everybody was injured that that night. Yeah, Carl, Carl Lawson lasted about 48 hours. Um, <laughs> B2B dropped in with a super chat. He says, uh, well, he didn't say anything. He he backed out his super chat and he says, sorry, I'm drunk. And I say, uh, cheers, to you. <laughs> cheers to you, my friend. Thank you for the super chat. Oh, that's Much appreciated. Awesome. Uh, and then, oh, where did it go? Where did it go? I just saw another one. Oh, and then he dropped in with another super chat. <laughs> So, so he's good again. He says, if JD doesn't spend all our available cap money towards winning this season, we should be pissed at him. What's the address of a Taco Bell? I don't know. Is that a trick question? What's the address of a Taco Bell? No, he's talking about my joke. Everybody, or not my joke, what I said about the uh, the drive-thru. Oh. He's looking for some, some extracurricular activity. Oh, geez. I see what you're saying. That makes a lot of sense. After you know I said that. We'll, go there together. A, we'll, we'll hop in a car. We'll all take a ride together. And we'll go get some of Green Bean's Magical Order 13 or whatever it was. Yeah, All see right. if my guy's still there. Right. See Could if be. he's still hanging out over there. All right, we have reached the end of our stream. And I want Green Bean to give me five names. We're going to pick our t-shirt qualifiers. Actually, I probably got to go. What do I got? One, two, three. I got to pick one more from the chat. And then Green Bean, if you got five names, rattle them off for me. All right, we got Mark Ferraro. Mark. Ferrero. Okay. You got Mutt Viles. Love it. Muddy V. Then we got Sublime. Yes, right. Sublime Music Channel, who was a guy. He was, uh, he and I are, you know, I have a special relationship. He didn't like me for a long time. So, fun fact I made a music video to what I thought was Sublime's song, I've Seen Better Days, but it's actually Citizen King's uh song i've seen better days and it's got like half a million views on youtube uh, oh that's right yeah you told us that's right yeah i made that in high school so if you want to catch uh catch that look up uh i guess if you type in sublime i've seen better days it'll probably pop up i think the thumbnail might be like my key in the ignition or something but whatever nice uh, okay fire away two more names uh let's do justin aarons a-r-o-n-s okay and one more and and even though he's being a dick in the chat right now to me after my Mims take, let's say FM. FM. All right. What did uh what did Nightbot give me? Eugene Stanton. Eugene Stanton, you are qualified as well. All right. We got a little uh odds or evens action right now. So guys, get your fingers ready. Three, two, one. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Odds. It's gonna be hard with an extra person. It really is. I'm trying to do math on the fly, and it's like <laughs> not as easy as you would think. All right, three, two, one. Nine, ten, eleven. Odds again. 
oh, the name I really wanted to win didn't win. <laughs> there was, Raw Power was, was the one I was kind of hoping for. It just oh, yeah. Right, three, yeah. two, one. Seven, nine, 19. Ha <laughs> ha, odds. All right. It's changed nothing. Oh, no. Okay, we're down to two. Chat, give us a number after Mr. Wrecked because he's jumped early. Uh, all right, three, two, one. Go, chat, go. Oh, Matt, Matt was a zero. Oh, okay, two, oh. four, six. But it was just plus a chat. Nine, 15. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going odds. Ooh. All right, this guy's a little bit of a dick, but that's fine. FM. Oh, <laughs> oh no. FM Lucky bastard. Look at this guy. FM, hit me up on one of my social media channels. We'll get you uh, get you a T-shirt, send it out your direction. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. All right, we have reached the end of our show. We're going to go around our panel, get some closing thoughts. Ali, jumping in last half hour, give me some thoughts that you have. Tell us where to find you, what you got going on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I had a couple of things that I have to do uh, today, so that's why I came late to the stream. But um, I just wanted to say thank you to all. I think there's a lot of followers on here that know me. So uh, thank you for the last week's support at the Senior Bowl. I really do appreciate that a lot. Um, the messages were overwhelming. Uh, I got emails. I got, I mean, no one emails me. So I got emails. I have uh, Instagram DMs, Twitter DMs, follow, new followers, subscribers. And I really appreciate that. It kind of made me tear up like on the flight when I was reading them. So um, I really appreciate the, um, you know, you guys reading everything that I posted, uh, watching all the videos and all that stuff. So I really do appreciate that. If you don't know who I am, um, I'm Ali. Um, I, you can find me at Loyal NY Jeff fans on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I post daily articles on official loyalnetwork.com. Um, and there's going to be a lot of senior bowl and a lot of mock drafts probably starting next week. Um, Actually, I'm doing a mock draft for the Senior Bowl type thing, so I'm going to do that next week. Um, and, yeah, uh, thank you guys for having me on. I love it. Guys, if you have not followed Ali, his links are in the description down below. Make sure you follow his YouTube page. He's also on Instagram, Loyal NY Jet Fans. Great page. Absolutely great page throughout the season. He posts highlights. He's got everything. It's like my go-to place. Greenbean, any last thoughts for our panel? Yeah, man. Uh, a, a pleasure to be here as always. It's such a good time. It moves fast for me. So, and I'm, I'm uh, grateful to have this opportunity with all you guys. Uh, but yeah, Thursday, thick of it this week, 8 PM on Thursday, we have sack exchange on. So let's see what he's got Ooh. to talk about. He's taking a break from giving free stuff to all the Jets fans on Twitter. So we're going to have him on this Thursday, green bean Jets fan, YouTube. Oh, I love it. I love it. Matt, what you got going on over there? A uh, big week for me on Sunday. We are launching Jets Analytics on Patreon. So patreon.com slash Matt O'Leary NY. You get access to over 30 player cards from the Jets this past year. Uh, it's just basically data visualization. And uh, we'll have weekly write-ups on different players, free agents, uh, draft. We're going to get some college players in there too. So I can't wait to get that launched. It's going to be a lot of fun. I love it. Boys and girls, thank you so much for flying with us tonight. My name's Ryan. I've been your pilot. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S.